good season. It'd be a shame if I. I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. If he dies, he dies. He dies. He dies. Oh, there is no one on that Broncos team that I love more right now than Vaughn Miller. That man is an absolute goddamn legend. He could come into my house and fuck my wife, and I would say thank you very much, sir. Man to man? I don't know. The mayor of New Orleans <laughs> basically came out twirling the umbrella like, fuck Drew Brees and his wife. Who would you like, rather have sex with? We would be. I'm an island boy. I, I'm like just island boy. I picture That's Joey it. now on every Sunday watching Teddy Two Gloves like that SpongeBob meme where he's like dried out with the eyes fucking like bloodshot. Like, you damn kids. What the fuck are you doing, Phil? Walk, walk. Oh, yes, yeah, Sean. It is another Tuesday uh, night. It is Tuesday, March 1st. March 1st? Yeah, that's right. Oh, happy birthday month to my wife. Yeah. Oh, I got, that's I got, right. I got reminded of that earlier. Why? What does that mean? Birthday month? Birthday month. It's not even like birthday week or birthday weekend. Nope. Uh, now we're on to birthday months. Nah. You know what that means? We're getting older, so you can't just do it in one day anymore. We're tired. We got to do it over the course of 30 days or 31 days. Facts. Unless you're born in February, then you're screwed. 28. Yeah, right, and then that's just is what it is. So uh, it is what it be, and we are who we we are here. Uh, thank right. you, everybody, for tuning in. It is another episode of Roll 1C1. I am Joey Fats. With me, as always, Mr. Sean Betancourt. Short short one tonight. Quiet, quiet in the uh, the chat, Lauren. <laughs> is she already complaining? No, 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 no. She's throwing me under the bus. Oh, which about? She's like, you too. And I'm like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, we don't want to have that. Uh, no. Can't have that. Kayfabe. Can't have that. No, can't have, the, can't have that That cat out of the bag. No, no, sir. Uh, can't, can't do it. Can't I'm, do it. I'm unemployed, madam. Listen, I don't have time for birthdays. Yeah, seriously. Who has time for birthdays anyway? Like, when do birthdays stop being, like, a big deal? 30. Is it 30? 30. I think so, right? Because, like, after 30, you're like, because 30 is like that last one you celebrate, and you're like, wow, I'm 30. Everything's going to be great. And then you're like, I have all this fucking debt. Like, I don't have any <laughs> like, time for this shit. I have incurred a massive amount of student debt. I still am not anywhere near where I thought I should be by 30. If you had asked 17-year-old me where I would be by the time I was 30, I would have thought I'd be a lot further ahead in life than here. But uh, here we are, and uh, there we go. I think, yeah, after 30, I think, like, you know, then the milestone birthdays become, like, the big deals, like 40, and then, you know, 50 and then after that i don't even know if i want to be celebrating birthdays after 50 yeah of course you do regular celebrations i think no big deal it's like surprise right like, no, no sweet 60s <laughs> when's oh we passed that double quinceanera double <laughs> like, quinceanera that was 32 we missed that one Ooh. there's a triple quinceanera mm, we could do that we could do that 48 48 is pretty pretty odd number to celebrate but but in Mexico, hey, never know. you never know. You never know. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number. We've got a ton to get into tonight. Very excited for this show, actually. A-Rod Watch is fully underway. We are anxiously awaiting with bated breath. He, did, was he on the show, this uh, Pat show today? No, he was not. <gasps> that bitch. They were, there was rumors. Apparently, somebody had leaked, uh, quote, leaked, that he was going to be on Pat McAfee's show today, and yes. he was going to make his decision live on Pat's show. Yes. And I was listening to the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and they were like, well, that's news to us. Um, did you book him? I didn't book him. Did anybody talk to him? Mm-hmm. And they asked AJ Hawk. They're like, AJ, did you book him? And AJ's like, no, I haven't talked to him. Sorry. <laughs> he got back together with that actress, though. Oh, they are they back? Yeah, really? I don't know. I saw them like, cuddle on a couch, and he was like crying in her arms. I don't know, man. 
Like, these quarterbacks, they get up there in age, and they start acting weird as shit. Shit, yeah, dude. Brady kind of set the trend, but now A-Rod's trying to surpass it. Brady Brady was like, I'm all about the team. I'm all about, you know, winning. just winning. And all of a sudden, Belichick's like, oh, man, we hit the cap. We're going to have to have a couple reset years. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> I'm not resetting shit. Uh, that sounds like a great plan for y'all. Um, but I'm out. I'm, I'm head out. And then it kind of happened again. And today... Fat piece of shit, Bruce Arians. That's that's why I refer to him as. Throws Brady under the bus again. Again, his words weren't wrong, but he's a piece of crap for saying it because no other coach would do what he did today. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear what he said? I heard that he would not. They would not accommodate Brady if he wanted to be traded to a different team. Well, there's more. Um, he said, "Let's pump the brakes on saying that Brady was a big reason for our success the last two years." Whoa. And then after that came the big headline of, hey, Woods, if Tom wanted to go to another team, would you release him so he can do that? And he's like, absolutely not. No, why so, would they? So wait a minute. So Bruce Arians would not do that to be a good person. But if this was Belichick, who did this for Gronk and allowed him to be traded for next to nothing so he can go play with Brady, it was like, oh, well, that's just Bill be- being a nice guy. Like, no, that was Bill being incredibly nice, did not have to do that at all, right? and did it anyway, because he was just like, whatever, like, I don't care anymore. Because he, Well, he did right by Tom and Rob. Sure. Because Tom wanted Rob, Rob wanted to play with Tom, and they went, they both looked at Bill like, come on, man. And and then Tom was like, Help us out. Tom was like, what about Jules? And, and Bill just like, you better stop your goddamn mouth right now. I need that man. Then he got like, hurt. You better shut your mouth. Stop asking for stuff, Tom. Okay, I've given you enough. With six Super Bowls, not enough, Tom. Jesus. I don't know. I gave you the most glorious coattails to ride. Everybody thinks you're the reason for the success here. Bruce Arians. Deal with it. He just rubs me the wrong way in so many ways as, like, a coach. He just seems like a real dirtbag person. Like, if you knew him, he'd be, like, an asshole to you. And then, like, he'd give you, like, if you asked him, like, talk to him one-on-one, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you some advice. He'd turn around and be like, that guy's a dick. And he'd, like, make fun of you, like, two feet later. Like, that's the kind of person he is. Turns around and be like, what an idiot. I can't believe he took my advice. What a shit. I told him to buy the sale. I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. As a I don't know. I always heard good things about BA as a as a coach, being very much a player's coach. Like, you know, none of that, like none of this, like first in, last to leave kind of shit. Like, no, go home, see your families, don't miss the birth of your kids, don't miss birthday parties, don't miss that kind of stuff. He got away from that, I guess. Apparently, apparently, it is. Uh, it it does seem to be uh, a culture changing moment down there because I don't know if we even confirmed that he's going to be back next year. Bruce. Yeah. I mean, I think now that the coaching searches are done, I think Bruce says he's gonna be. He wants to be back. I think he's gonna be back, but I, I think this is probably gonna be his last year. Um, speaking he's, of, he's like seventy something, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting up there a little bit. But I, I think I think he. I thought he was done this year. To be ah. quite honest, I thought he was done after this year. I thought For he was sure. gonna say, "All right, you know what? Brady's leaving. That was fun." Gronk hasn't announced anything yet, which I think is weird. Gronk's gonna slow play it. He has nothing to gain by coming out and but saying. But you know anything. why Gronk's slow playing it? Because See Tom where... doesn't. No, because Tom doesn't want to retire, and he's just waiting for Tom's. Time to come back. Yeah. And you're like, I'm back, bitches. But I love the idea. Well, not me personally, but I love the idea that Brady was trying to swing a trade to get to Miami hmm. and then called Sean Payton to see if he had interest. So it would be Brady Payton in Miami. That would have been interesting. For one year. Would have been one hell of a year. That would have been interesting to see how quickly been, they could, been this season. could get an offense installed and get everybody on the same page. And- It'd be fun. I'm sure they would. I mean, it's Peyton and Brady, so it's not like it's, you know, you're not looking at, like, two doofuses here that can't figure out football. They I know mean, football as well as anybody. I mean, but. I mean, we have a Miami friend who is, is on the Tua train like there's no tomorrow. But if you get rid of Tua and literally replace him with 16 other quarterbacks, your team is better. 
Tua is just not a good thrower. I don't know. The more I go back and forth with Tua, I really I do. Can't. I want. I want. He can't pass. I I want to believe that, but then I go and I watch the games and he he makes the throws, he makes the plays, and I'm like, all right, uh, maybe there is. And when you look at his numbers, you know, extrapolated out over 16 games, and you know, you look at the fact that he's had you know upheaval. There's been different offensive lines, different offensive coaches, different coordinators. No real continuity there in two years. You kind of have to wonder, like, all right, how much of this is Tua? How much of this is the franchise? How much of it was was Flores? I, I just don't know. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Tua another year uh, before I before I stick the nail in his coffin, so to speak, uh, as a quarterback because I just don't know yet. I haven't seen enough of him yet in order to really make a a, fin- a final judgment. Like, I need more. I just need a little bit bigger of a sample size with him. Like, some guys we, you can tell right off the rip. Like, obviously, like Tim Tebow, you knew. Guy, like, we, we've had enough of a sample size. 16 games is a pretty small sample size when you consider the upheaval that's surrounded that team in the last two years. No, what about the first year? I know the, he got well, hurt. Well, injuries. Well, he was hurt. So we didn't really get to see him. But you, you, ha- you have over a year now to see. And I just know, one full year. Some of the throws are pretty bad. He's like, still a he, rookie. He overthrows guys a shit ton. He Jimmy Garoppolo's it? And I mean, by he out-Jimmy's the Garoppolo. <laughs> That's the way I'll put it. Nice, um, but no, we'll uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit of that. We'll t- we'll take you all around the quarterback carousel because we got to get into. Uh, well, let's see. We got Matt Stafford. Uh, the the Falcons are non-committal on him. Uh, you, you mean Matt Ryan? Wow. Yes. Sorry. I was like Matt Stafford's not going anywhere. Matt Ryan. Uh, the Falcons being non-committal on him. That could be a huge shakeup. Obviously, a Rod. That's messed up. Russ, Deshaun Watson. Uh, wh- where are these guys going to go? Is Kirk Cousins going to stay stick around in Minnesota? I mean, there's there's a lot of rumors and a lot of things being thrown around. So we'll get into that. We'll get into LeBron and the Lakers and just being big mad at the fans. Dude, I can't stand LeBron right now either. Uh, listen, as a Lakers fan, I, I'm 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 on board with you right now. You're all out. Yeah, we'll get into that because I, I do have some things to say about LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of the NBA because um. Kyrie looks like he's going to be able to play home play, uh, home games come the playoffs. Um, just are, like, you, are you sure? Am I sure? Yeah. No, but I think given the fact that uh, you know what the the science changed again as of like Saturday afternoon. Um, so not 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 a political not getting to the political argument about that, but let's just say they say do whatever you want, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear butthole covers, do whatever the hell you want. We don't care. Kyrie's going to be like, you know what? I don't believe in I don't believe in Jesus. I'm out. I'm out. And he's gonna just make up a new theory. There will probably be something else. He will he will just make up something and just run with it. And he'll be like, "Oh, everyone disagrees with me. I ain't coming." And like that's how he is. He's he's Birdman in that interview with Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. Put some respect on Kyrie's name. And if you don't, he just has to do his arms crossed and the sidelines not playing. That's how he is all the time. I can't stand. I can't stand Kyrie. Kyrie will make up an excuse to never, ever, ever play a game again. It feels like he can do that whenever he wants, right? Like he's just kind of whatever. He's made all of his money. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Oh, it was your flag? Um, I thought I said someone walking by. I was like, what the uh, hell? Uh, yeah, that would be weird. That would be very weird. Somebody walking by my second floor window, be like, all right, either there's a huge blizzard going on outside I didn't know about, or there's a flood. Either way, we are in deep shit. Uh, we'll get into that. So we'll get into Kyler Murray. We'll get into the Arizona Cardinals and oh, that whole situation. What a disaster. Uh, we'll get into some Major League Baseball, speaking of disasters. Um, 
but first, before we jump into all that stuff, let's let's keep it. Let's uh, let's start off in L.A., Sean. Let's start there. Uh, let's start with the with the Sean McVay contract extension with the Rams because, as you know, I I had posted a couple of weeks ago. I was ninety nine percent certain Sean McVay was not going to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams come Agreed. September. Agreed. And I based that on a few things. A, I based it on the fact that he's uh, the rumors, uh, not the rumors that, that he's come out and said he wanted to start, you know, start a family, uh, and that coaching, you know, it alluded to the fact that coaching was going to be uh, difficult to maintain uh, while doing that. He had. Uh, you know, said he was he was looking for more time, but he'd also, you know, he was getting paid pretty handsomely. Uh, the biggest thing that I thought that would lure him away was the fact that Troy Aikman got what fifteen or eighteen million a year. Something um, something absolutely does from not deserve ESPN to do Monday Night Football. Why are these guys getting contracts higher than like players? Listen, I don't know. All I know is that Troy Aikman got paid. Yeah. And good for Troy Aikman. And with the rumors that Amazon wanted McVeigh in the booth for their games, mm-hmm. which, as you know, Five is, years. is going to be a thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking north of $20 million for Sean McVeigh. Yeah, they said five years, $100 million. Yeah, I mean, well, that was what, uh, that's what uh, um, Romo got. Yep. And I was thinking even north of that. So there was, there was a significant chunk of change being floated out there to lure McVeigh away off the sidelines and up into the booth to do TV. Do I think it's in his future? Absolutely it is. 100% in his future. I don't know. I thought it might have been this year, but I have to wonder. I have to wonder because if he turned down what we can pretty much guarantee was at least $20 million a year from Amazon. So you're talking less work, more time at home, more time with the family, $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. What are the Rams paying... Sean McVay, not that to stay on the sidelines. There's no way. There's absolutely no way they're paying him twenty million dollars for one season. Absolutely not. I I mean, you have to wonder because he all of a sudden that rumor just gets shot down. That rumor was prominent. It was there. There was some teeth to it, and it looked like it was all but gonna happen, according to people in some circles. And then all of a sudden, poof, one day. I I just I no nope, that was never a thing. I can't believe that. I can't believe that the Rams will say hey. We're gonna have you come back for one year. We're gonna pay you more than twenty million to come back for one year. I don't know. I just don't see coach. Coaches don't make that. Coaches do not make that. Do they though? We really don't know. It's pretty hush hush. Like, I mean, because if McVeigh is getting twenty million, let's just say hypothetically McVeigh is getting twenty million a year. Mm-hmm. What is Belichick getting? All right, there's some rumor out there that Belichick's allowed to go to Kraft and they can discuss like contract and stuff like that at any given point. Like that's the contract they have. Cause that's what I'd be wondering. So, but there it's, everything is non-discussed. Right. Well, it's, it's nothing, nothing. Cause he's public. both. He's GM and he's, of course there is that, you know, and he doesn't, uh, uh, McVeigh has a GM, but still he's Sneed, right? Yeah, yeah. But still it's like one of those things you're like, dude, even if he was going to get 18 and a half million from Amazon a year, the Rams had to come in higher, right? No, probably not. He still, has, he still is on that contract that he has signed with them. Right, but he could have opted out of that. Well, he could just retire. He could, yeah. He could just retire and say, I'm retiring, I'm going into the booth. I don't know. I can't picture the Rams. I guess because it doesn't count towards their salary cap. I guess right, exactly. Just... It's it's not like Stan Kroenke's broke. Mm, I don't know. I just find it so weird. I, I can't picture them paying him $20 million for one year. 
Maybe it's not for one year. Maybe there's a, a small committal, you know, on his end. But I, I would have he to. He seems done after this year. He seems pretty committed. to I'm being fairly done certain this will be it for him. Because he keeps saying, "Run it back," oh, and one more time, like over and over right. and over again. And and Aaron Donald used those same terms, and and, and Stafford, I think, is going to be there for the long haul. But oh, and um, Odell, Odell, the same thing. Like, oh, I'm heading into the off season. I know I'm hurt and I'm a free agent, but L.A. And I'm like, all right, man, come on. I mean, Odell is Odell is probably going to be. He's probably going to end up being a Ram. He's probably going to be like the third of what he is, like. Like, he was like, when Robert Woods came back, he was going to be third in that team. He is absolutely a third or fourth receiver after his second ACL tear in the same knee. Yeah, I would have to wonder after the second, the first tear or whatever, you can bounce back. We've seen guys bounce back from those plenty of times now. Uh, but the second time, that's got to get you starting to wonder, right? Uh, how you does know, that happen? Because can he, can he come back? Can he be the guy? I mean, yes, I still think he can be the guy. I don't think he's going to be 1,400-yard you know, 13 touchdown, number one wide receiver like we saw in New York. Odell. Doesn't have to be. But just exactly. He doesn't have to be. You've got Woods. You've got Cup. You've got Stafford. You you know, you can go out and, you know, manufacture a running game. And if that defense is still playing well, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of wiggle room there for that team to be really good. And for, uh, and, and for you know, Odell to flourish there. And I think that's going to be that's important for them. So I was curious though when I heard those rumors, you know about the about the Troy Aikman numbers uh, going to ESPN, which is kind of nice. I'm actually looking forward to Troy in the booth on Monday nights. I'm surprised he dart he. he and I'm wondering it. who who are they going to play? Who are they going to put with Joe Buck? They don't care. I mean, Joe Buck is he's he's the goat in my opinion. I, mean, I love Joe Buck. I mean, people hate Joe Buck so much. They do because they don't understand. They hate Joe Buck because they think he's always rooting for the other team. Oh, you always rooting for the other team. I'll tell you right now, the, the the number one indicator of a great play-by-play or color commentator is that everybody thinks you hate their team because that means you are right down the middle. It means you're right down the line. So you're giving credit where credit is due, usually meaning you're complimenting a guy on the other team after he makes a big play on one team, after he makes a big play against the other, which that fan base will, will hate you for. And we'll say, oh, look, he's, he's slobbing his knob. Oh, he's rooting for the Cowboys again. Blah, 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 blah. And then they'll be hypercritical of the, of the same team. And they'll say, see, he's always rooting against us. Can't just give us credit. Blah, blah, blah. Like, if you want to hear somebody who, like, roots against the team, go listen to Mark Schlereth call a Broncos game. Oh, my God. He just smashes the Broncos the entire game which is strange because it's his former team i know but i think he does it because he doesn't want people to think he's like he's like he's pulling for him or he he's goes, like biased he goes over the top over the top so he's still got a long way to go that being said i think buck is great so i'm curious to see who they put with joe buck because that's that sunday afternoon fox spot it's a big deal i mean you got nance and romo on one side you had aikman and buck on the other i don't know who they're gonna put with with buck it has to be somebody new it's not gonna be someone that's a veteran it's gonna be someone new with buck Sean McVay would have looked really good up there. Not with Amazon. Not with Amazon. Um, that Jeff Bezos money. Oh, what's going on with uh, who's the quarterback that just retired? That they Jeffrey can just Bezos. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. That goddamn <laughs> song. Um, what about who's a quarterback that like recently retired that they can just go grab? What about Big Ben? You think they call on Big Ben? I don't know if Big Ben's a booth guy. Though. I don't think Big Ben's a good talker. Big Ben is just a dude. That's Usually, like you'll hear you'll hear rumblings of guys that are like, oh man, when this guy retires, he's got a job in broadcasting. Like the day he hangs it up, um, I've never heard that about Big Ben. Uh, like you heard it about Peyton, you but you never heard like, it. You didn't hear about Eli. I think off to like Nate Burleson or something. I hope not. 
too much of Nate Burleson. Yeah, I'm He's not everywhere. a Nate Burleson guy. He wasn't even that great of a player. He was like average player. Yeah, he was an average receiver. And he just, I mean, he was a good, everywhere. After, after he was an average, a slightly above average wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I wouldn't mind if they went after Eli. I mean, Eli, Eli is not a big Eli's, talker either. No, Eli's Eli. Yeah, Eli's more of like a. If you ever watch like the Manning. The Manning cast. Yes, that's what I mean. But Eli, Eli would fill in that other spot. Like Eli doesn't have to be like the every play guy. Eli can just give his like his takes and like be stupid. I think Peyton, like obviously Peyton would be the guy. But Peyton's he signed with ESPN. He's yeah, he's gonna pick and choose his spots. You know where he's gonna go. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like who could possibly fill Troy Aikman's shoes now in the in the booth with Buck. And it's like that's such an iconic duo. It's so difficult to envision it not being there. Because you've been listening to it for, what, 20 years now? Has it been that long? It's got to be close to that long, at least 10, 15. I mean, they did it. They were together in 2004. I think Because I remember when Randy Moss did the moon job in Green Bay. Then yeah. Joe Buck basically, like, blew a gasket. This is ridiculous. This yeah, is a disgusting like act yeah. by Randy Moss. And it's like, all right, Joe. Like, he, he just he pretended to pull down his pants and moon the crowd, which is what they do to the Vikings bus. Like, Stop acting like you just like whipped it out and started helicoptering in the in the in the end know. zone. Like, did he not have like, a clear view? Did he not see it? I have. Like, no did he did he think his his ass was actually out? He must have. He was just dangling everything out there. The goalposts. Giving a little fruit bowl. I mean, I don't know. Look out! That was that was Joe Buck. Joe Buck was weird in that one, but the rest of the time he's pretty consistent through all the way. But yeah, he's I think like Joe Buck's. I mean, he's 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 uh he's excellent. No, it's not. It's not actually Sean's no. birthday. No. God damn it! Not yet. No. It is this month, though. Yeah, sometime. At some point this yeah. month. We're all old. Got it. I got it. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm curious to see how that works out. But I think McVay will probably be done um, with the Rams with coaching after this year. Because, like you said, they keep alluding to that. They keep saying that, run it back. One more time, run it back. One more time, run it back. Yeah, plus plus his wife is like going on Instagram. And, like, everyone, everyone's going to her page. And everyone's, like, not looking for updates about him. Right. They're looking just for her and, like, in her, like, photo shoots she has in, like, Australia and shit or Africa, whatever the hell she's getting shot. And then um, all of a sudden she's like, oh, he's coming back. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's great. Like, nobody cares. It's going to be one more year, and then there's going to – you know, it never happens. There's been no back-to-back champion since the Patriots did it in 03 04. No, no back-to-backs. Right. No, it's, that was the last time it was owned, and it was it. the Denver Broncos before that. So, um, It's so difficult to do. There's been so many teams that are supposed to be dominant dynasties. It was supposed to be the Patriots again in the last – they made three out of the last four. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be um, the Chiefs. It was supposed to be the, the Rams. It's supposed to be the the Seahawks. It was supposed to be so many teams. It just never happens. It was right. supposed to be Pittsburgh at the end of the, the, the 2000s. 2010s. 2000s. Yeah, the 2000s going into the 2010s. Right. I mean, Pittsburgh had gone, and they, you know, they'd won in 05, won in 08, and then got back in 10. And then that that was it. That it's, was it. It's that so was it tough. for Big Ben. It was just that's the thing. Like it is hard. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the show. You know, when we were talking about the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bills losing to the Chiefs, and everybody's saying, like, ah, oh, don't worry. You got the coach, you got the quarterback, you'll be back. There'll be more opportunities, you'll be back. And it's like, mm. yeah, easy to say, but you just don't know. Like, yeah. there's always just that element of like, damn, I don't know. Yeah. How many times we went the same thing? We did uh Quarterbacks who appeared in the more than one Super Bowl. Right. Not many. It was maybe, what, 12, 13 I think guys? It was 12 we... or 13, yeah. We're in Super Bowl, what, 50-something? I can't yeah. remember, 55, 56? I and that's, and that's guys that have appeared in more than one, not won more than one. Yes. Just just appearances, straight appearances. Mm-hmm. 
it's way more difficult than you think. And it's, right. it's crazy because people just think like, oh, you know, they, we're kind of almost spoiled if you think about it. We had most of us our age, 30s and 20s, we grew up watching Peyton Manning make several with two different teams. We grew up watching Brady, well, make almost all of his with the Patriots. We grew up watching Big Ben making mm-hmm. multiple. And then we grew up now watching uh, Russell Wilson make multiple, Kurt Warner making multiple. We're in the age of it's happening more now than ever before. So people just naturally assume that it's going right. to just continue. But like, it takes teams forever to find these guys. Look at Miami. Look at the Jets. Look at Buffalo up until Josh Allen. Miami went Couldn't to a find Super- a quarterback. Miami went to a Super Bowl in, in Dan Marino's second year in '84, and they haven't been back since. Not even close. And they, they're right. not, not even close. Not even close. Dallas, Dallas had Romo, and I mean, like we all love Romo announcing, but Romo never got to the big game. No, not even close. Not even close. Never got even. Never even got to a championship game. No. I mean, it's so difficult. Like, even if you have the guy, it's so difficult to make it with the guy. You need luck. You need uh, perfect timing. You need everything. It just takes a multitude of it, things. It takes everything coming together at the right exact exact right time, and that's what we always said. Like, that's why I always I always said, you know, Brady has a horseshoe firmly inserted into his ass. Because, yeah, Brady's great, but for the amount of things to have broken the way that they did, you know, for John Casey to kick the ball out of bounds after the Panthers tie it up, Yep. Or, you know, for uh, you know, for, for Donovan McNabb to just start throwing up all over the field and, you know, completely just and Andy Reid just botch the end of a game, shocker, you know, timing wise. Or uh I don't know, for the Balt you know, Rex Ryan to call uh or, or for for Brady to go into uh the AFC championship game in in 07, and he gets Phillip Rivers on a torn ACL and no Ladanian Tomlinson. Goes out, throws three picks, and they bit they win like what, twenty to twelve? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how does that happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so what people don't realize is that it, it, those things happen. And we say it all the time. You know, the difference between 8 and 8, or in this case, 9 and 8, and and 12 and 4, 12 and 5, is what? Is five, six plays a year? Yep. You Every, know? And Belichick's big big motto and everything. I can't wait to him to write a book, and Brady too, after they retire. If Brady retires, retires, he's going to write a book about everything. Yeah. Which I will 100% buy. I, I, will, I will read it. Yeah. It'll be phenomenal. Because he'll just, he'll just tell you exactly how he feels about everything. He'll be like, Fuck Roger Goodell, and I'm gonna be like, yes, I know you felt it, you just couldn't say it. And we're all gonna be like, and we're all gonna be right there with you, buddy. And um, all this stuff is gonna be happening. And Belichick says to all of his teams, if you've ever played for Belichick, or if you've ever known a player to play for Belichick, even Jarvis Green was on the air with us, and he said it. And Jarvis Green said, yeah, Bill talks to us, and he says it's about three plays a game that decide the difference of a game. Any game, three plays. Yeah. That's it. You never know when those plays are going to happen. Could be special teams. Could be defense. Could you just, be offense. You just never know. Three plays will decide that game. That's it. Yeah, it's 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 so it's such a it's such a competitive league, and it's so difficult to win in this league. That's why when people kept you know people said you know you know about Joey Burrow and the Bengals are like ah don't worry you'll be back there'll be plenty of opportunities and Joe Burrow even came out and said you know we're a young team I'm young like well we're probably going to get this opportunity again and. He's good enough to be able to say that because he, he he's right. Yes, you are good enough to be able to say, like, yeah, we should be back at some point. But you don't know. You're not going to be able to come back down on the road from 21 nothing in, in Arrowhead no. against, against Pat Mahomes again. Dude, this- you might not be able to ever do that again. Like, you might not ever, you know, and then you take into the fact the things that we don't even know. Just take the AFC as it stands right now. Okay, we know we're getting Lamar Jackson back, so the Ravens are probably going to be back on top, okay? We know that the Patriots are going to be better than what they were this year. The Bills are still probably going to be pretty good. You know, we don't know what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do, but you're not going to hold them down for long, Mm-mm. okay? 
think you've got three teams out west in, in, in the AFC right now that have what look to be and appear to be stud quarterbacks. And then let's sprinkle in the idea that, hey, maybe Russ Wilson and A-Rod come to the AFC. Now, all of a sudden, where, now where are you putting the Bengals? You know what I mean? Like, the Bengals, it's not like the Bengals were world beaters this year. Right, of course. No one had, they, the, no one had the Bengals make they the got, Super Bowl. They, no one. Nobody. Nobody, nobody did. And if they did, if they tell you they did, they're a liar. Uh, but I had them at, like, I had them at 500, you know, 9 and 8. Yeah, I didn't have them making them in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and just outside the playoffs. So, good team, caught lightning in a bottle, and they got hot at the right time, which is a lot of what this league's about now. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do it again. It sure is. And we're, we, you know, we count these chickens kind of before they hatch. We just assume, like, oh yeah, Josh Allen, Patty Mahomes, and Joey Burrow. Like, Psh. yeah, there's, there, there's, they're, they're going to be there every single year. Now they're going to be in the playoffs every year, you know, they're most likely. But to get to a Super Bowl, even to get to a conference championship game, no picnic. Most teams have that window, and I mean, like, let's take the Colts, Patriots, Steelers out of it. A lot of teams have that window, and it's three to five years. That's it. Yeah. You win that three to five years, and that's pretty much it. Then you got to rebuild. You got to redo a whole new team. You got to change out pieces because everyone starts picking your guys here and there. They want this guy. They want that coach, and the team's all gone. Mm-hmm. It's already starting to happen with Buffalo. They already took the offensive coordinator. They took the assistant GM. Uh, they're going to hit free agency. A lot of those guys are coming up on contracts. I know they just paid Josh Allen three hundred million dollars, whatever the hell it is. Diggs is going to ask for the world. He's going to ask for the highest contract. They already said he's going to ask for the highest wide receiver contract in history. That's what he's going to ask for. And if Buffalo gives it to him, good on Buffalo for keeping those two together. But there's a trickle-down effect. It always happens. It's always, always. going to eat up with something else. You're not going to be able to keep McKenzie, the, the speeds that they have on special teams. You're not going to be able to keep guys like Matt Milano, who just got a contract last year, but he might be a cap casualty. Yep. Things like that. I'm just talking about like things like that. It always happens. So for we could see Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow could be Dan Marino incarcerated. Yeah. Made Super Bowl second year. Might never make it again. And how many times do we talk on this show like, man, they beat the Titans. Like, that's unbelievable. Wow, they went to Arrowhead and they beat Kansas City. That's unbelievable. Oh, my God, they almost made it. They made it a game in the Super Bowl. Like, like they, they had a really like, – it just it was a lot of what-ifs happened. Yeah. And guys played incredibly well. Up right, there was a point. lot of things that you were going like, damn. Like, they had to pull some rabbits out of the hat. It's one of those, like, teams of destiny. Like, like yep. that team is destined to make it this and year. And if you don't capitalize on That's that it. team, you might never get that again. Right. They might go back to the slums. Yeah. I mean, who right. Exactly. Who knows? I mean, and here's the other thing, too. And we're, we're assuming everybody stays healthy and happy. That's another big, you know, question mark that you don't you can't answer and you don't know of. Joe Burrow got hit. I don't know how many times. I can't remember what a hundred something times he got hit last year. Not sacked. Hit. Hit. Yeah, which I think was a, set the record, right? I think he set the record on hits, and but he did not set the record on pressures though, which I think is absurd. Like, how it's does that happen? Weird, right? Uh, which means he instead of just being pressured, he was just hit, and they didn't count it as a pressure. So he was just getting destroyed more right. often than anybody. Yeah, I else. mean they got some work to do on the offensive line, but you know it just it it just goes to show you how difficult it is. Um, Insanely to get back, and that's why I think when it comes back to you know to bring this full circle back to the Rams and McVay, I think it's a I think it's smart for him. if McVay wants to run it back, this is it. This is the only opportunity they're going to get because sure. I'll tell you right now, even right now, if you give me the Rams or the field in the NFC, I'm taking the field. Okay, um, I'm taking the field as well, absolutely. And how do you feel about Sneed and uh, McVay saying they're skipping the combine this year? Oh, I'm totally fine with it. They have no picks anyway. I know. They have no first round picks. Like, what the hell? But like, they made an announcement saying, oh, I was skipping the combine. I think you're going to see that trend start to become more more. I uh, hope prominent. so, because 
I love the fact that I've never, never been a built-through free agency guy, ever. I'm mm-hmm. always young kids, economics, cheap deals, get the guys in there, replenish with, with, with vets, and like have like this steady farm system going through. I never want to be that guy who just says, here's all my guys. I'm going to pay everybody max contracts for a couple of years and get these like super teams and be done. I don't like that. I've right. never liked that. I want to build sustainability. That's me. Um, so I hope more teams do do that because it works out better for me. Yeah, I think. I, I think it's I think it's going to be a trend going forward. Um, I think you're going to see more and more people, uh, more and more coaches doing that because, like they said during COVID, you know, I kind of showed everybody that like a lot of this stuff can be done digitally or, or you know not in person. So yeah. they're like you know the coaches will tell you like there are guys coaches and GMs I forget who it was that was on uh, uh, on the Pat McAfee show and they were like. They're like, yeah, man. They're like, the coach is like, we're sitting there, like, we're hungover as hell, sitting there watching these guys run. He's like, we're not the ones that have to do anything. Scouts are the ones that are taking the notes and doing all the stuff. We're just sitting up there shooting the shit, and you're like, all right, can we get out of here? Let's go to lunch. All right, see you later. And, you know, maybe there's a guy you want to interview or whatever, but, like, they're like, we don't need to be there. No. You know, and it doesn't have to be this. It's not this big spectacle, but, you know, the NFL wants it to be a spectacle. Yeah, so they make money off of it. Right. It's a TV event. Which now they've, they moved it to nighttime, and I'm like, I, I just, I hate it. I, I liked it when it was like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the yeah. middle of the morning. Yep. And I'm like, sometimes, sometimes I would take those days off when I actually didn't work full time, but I would take those three days off, just watch it in its entirety. I That's why I get to watch Chris Jones balls and dick fall out live yep, on TV. Yep, yep, that was The way it began has been like, yo, yeah, you junk fell out. Yeah. That run. And he's like, <laughs> oh, shit. And he pulls it down. That was hilarious. Like, stuff like that. Uh, another guy, Rivers, the linebacker for Cincinnati. Another Keith guy, Rivers. Keith Rivers. His yep. junk just fell out on national TV, and all the guys make fun of him, and you'd be like, well, that's that. There it is. Yep, there it is. I mean, we don't call it the meat-gazing process for, for no reason. But, I mean, there was so many things. You'll never see that again. Now there's delays and everything. You'll never see anything like that live. Um, yeah, it used to be because it was happening live, and you were like, oh, shit. Like, and that's, know, But that was cool because it gave you an element of, like, there was, like, a little bit of a, of a buzz there. It was like, all right, cool, like. Deion Sanders and Theismann and all those guys meeting after the Combine. And then Theismann forgetting Danny Woodhead's name and calling him uh, Danny Woodcock. Danny Woodcock, that was great. And then Deion Sanders getting up and dropping to the floor, crying, laughing. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is happening right now? This is Danny like, Woodcock. And he was certain his name was Woodcock. And he just kept saying it. And Deion Sanders like, I can't take it. Like, he's I just, just get up and drop to the floor. He's like, sorry, guys. Now everything's pre-recorded. I know and, I'm a professional and all, but no. Nope. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate they moved it. I hate how they moved media, um, the Super Bowl media stuff, to all prime time, too. Like, that's stupid. Like, have it during the day. Like, I'm not watching this at, like, 8 p.m. at night. That's gay. Like, uh, yeah, I used to, like, when media day was, like, in the afternoon. And it was, like, you know, like a 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock kind of thing. And it was, like, like a cocktail hour thing, not a... Not a primetime event. I don't know. I forget when they started that. Was it like 2015 they started that, I think? The primetime thing? Yeah. It was like 2016, 2017. I know the Broncos were in primetime oh, for their media Super, day. Super so, Bowl 50. So Super, Bowl, Super 50. Bowl 50. Yes, yeah. it was. You're 100% right. So I'm like, that was that was the first time I was like, which I liked for a little, I liked it a little bit because it was my team. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I get to watch it because I'm home to see it. Absolutely, yeah. Because at that point, like, I was an adult with a real job and I, you know, same had to be i was working during the day i too thought i would enjoy it and i was like i do not yeah now it's like now it's just kind of taken away from the specialty of it like the novelty the aspect the players of don't want to be there either of course like, they don't they don't want to do it they, they don't want to answer all these stupid questions they went up to pat people. chung who skipped his like podium thing 
he just skipped it and sat in the stands and he was talking with like McC- the McCordy brothers and everything like that. And the guy comes over to him um, and he goes like, hey, hey, uh, you skipped your media availability. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, I had meetings all morning. Uh, we did a workout and I just came back from, from running sprints. He goes, I don't want to talk to y'all. Not not personal. He goes, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, the best one that was the uh, was, was obviously was Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my you know, God. I'm just here so I don't get fined. And That's all he said over and over. But I'm, he's dead-ass serious. And I'm about that action, boss. Yep. And that was it. That was the greatest media day skip. Um, but nonetheless, we'll see what happens here with uh, with McVay and, and the Rams after this year. So you think he's definitely back final final talk? Yeah, I, he's definitely back. Yeah, he's okay. definitely back Me for too. one more year. For sure. I think Aaron Donald's back for one more year. I think they're all back for one more year. Basically the entire team. I think Von Miller's probably gone. Just Depends. because I don't know if they're going to spend the money to keep him because I think he can get a pretty decent payday. Well, if someone says, hey, I'll give you three years max money, but if he gets a lot of one-year, two-year deals, he might be able to say, like, you know, I'll just stay in L.A. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot of rumors that he could be reunited with Denver. That would be, uh, be cool for you. It'd be great for me. Um, I would love to see him and Chandler Jones come in off the free agent market. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I have a feeling Chandler, Chandler, Chandler Jones is back with the Patriots. Could be. Maybe was, we have an offseason of reunions. He was all last season liking Patriots tweets. Like, and people would, like, bust him on Twitter being like, he likes, like, Patriots this, Patriots that. And it was just like, uh, like, I like Chandler Jones, but I hate when players act thirsty like that. And maybe that would lead us to our next topic of thirsty Arizona Cardinals. Yes, the thirsty-ass Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so, uh, 774-992-8702. First of all, that's the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, make sure you give us a like and a share. Uh, as well, if you like the video, give us a share. Uh, go over to Row One Seat One's Facebook page. Give us a like there as well. If you want the audio-only stream of the show, if you don't want to tie your uh, device up through Facebook Live, you can simply click on the link in the description, www.mixler.com backslash joey-fats. That's M-I-X-L-R.com backslash joey-fats. That'll give you the audio-only stream. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to sign in. You just click it and click listen. Uh, and it'll give you the live stream of the show. It'll also be uh, the show will also be put up on the uh, on that uh, website later on, as well as Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you find your podcast, <clears throat> you can find this show. Um, or shit, go back on Facebook and just redo the whole thing and watch it again. Yeah, we could do that too. Roll on seat one, Joey Fast Radio. Joey Fast guys, thanks for taking my call. It's Will. Will, what's happening, what's going dude? On? Not too much. I got a couple things to uh, put on the table before I wrap it up for the night. Get some thoughts from you guys. Sure. Throw it on the table. <clears throat> Sad day, obviously, for the Major League Baseball, dying sport already. Um, I'm loyal to a fault with baseball, mm-hmm. but this one hurts, no doubt about it. For a game that's in need of so much to be uh, sacrificing games, in my opinion, is stupid horrible horrible yep. um that both sides couldn't come to an agreement and but not not even close yeah tens of millions apart tens of millions that's crazy they're saying that from what i heard and read today they're very far apart and looking at at least being behind at least a month at this point jesus so they've they've confirmed they're going to miss the first two opening series of baseball so you're talking about six games they are definitely not going to make make up so they could start a month late, but right now they're only going to miss the like technically six games out of the season, right now. Yeah, it's just just uh, for for a sport like I said that is dying for a, a new crowd and yeah, seemingly on life support as it is. Yep. Right. 
Yeah. My second point before I hang up, um, it's obviously Brady. Joey Fats, you know where I'm going with this. Brady. It's always Brady with Leo. It is. I think he's going to Miami. See, we, we talked about it. We talked about it uh, to open the show, to be honest with you. That's kind of the rumor going around NFL circles right now is that uh, Brady was trying to parlay some kind of release from the Tampa Bay Bucks to go down the road to Miami or up the road, however that works. Down. Um, sure. And then also get Sean Payton to join him for one year, like their, like, whatever that twilight year they would, they would have together. Yeah, I think that uh, the way I read it was they would need the Dolphins to lock up either, like, Wilson or Deshaun. The, I mean, the Buccaneers, I'm sorry, and then they wouldn't have enough money to hold Brady, so they'd have to release him. Man, no one ain't oh. going. I, I'm sorry, but I, I can't see Watson going there or Russell Wilson going to Tampa Bay. Neither of them. I mean, they're loaded, man. They do have a, they do have a stacked roster. I mean, no, they have, a, they have salary cap problems. Well, I mean, offensively, you keep Chris Godwin and you keep that offense they pretty can't much keep Chris intact. Godwin. They've, they've basically all but said, like, he's gone. I'm hoping that, uh, obviously, I'm rooting for a return from Brady. I don't care where he goes, but. Mm-hmm. Anywhere last, anywhere last, is good. <laughs> anywhere would write in my day, Fats. You know that. Of course. No, not me. Dude, retire. Please. And, and then uh, listen to this. This is the last thing I got for you. I'm, uh, I don't know how, how much weight it holds or anything, but I heard the Pats are interested in uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, for Winovich in a second rounder. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Listen. If I could uh, get your guys' thoughts, let me know. I have heard this rumor, and I was 6 to midnight, being how cheap that was for Cal- for Ridley. For that talented of a receiver? Yeah. I was like, so you want a special teams linebacker and a second-round pick, which we usually blow on fuckery, <laughs> for <laughs> Calvin Ridley. I was like, for, my first question is, why do the Falcons want this? Like, why do you want Chase Winovich? Didn't Ridley leave with some mental health issues this year? Yeah, but now they said like he was just like really sick and tired of like the coaching staff and like the management, <laughs> and that was his that was his mental health issues. It was like mental health with the team. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that that really helped out my fantasy team, you dickwad. Because <laughs> at first when we said that on the show, we we're like, man, that's terrible. That like his like he's thinking about like we all thought he was thinking about killing himself. It was suicide. Yeah, you thoughts. obviously assume the worst when you hear mental health. So. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they were just like, <laughs> yeah, his mental health was he just fucking hated it here, and he was getting out of here for his own mental health. <laughs> But I, I if think, that is true, uh, I, think, I would be happy as a pick and shit. would be a great fit. Absolutely. Oh, Alabama. A, absolutely great fit. An Alabama product going to the New England system is like a absolute it's a guaranteed miss. win. It's a guaranteed win. Can't miss. We had Mac and, Jones and, and Christian Barmore come right from there. And, and Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle, who's going to be a great, great player for us, he's like, he's like, damn, he goes, it's like playing from one coach to another the same person he's like there's so much similarities he goes they're so different but there's so much alike and he goes it's like just such a seamless transition from the from alabama to the patriots and i was like mm-hmm. me in the back of my closet roll tide. just whispering <laughs> roll tide every offseason now i hope we yeah, draft every every alabama player from here on out until saban retires well I'll, I'll leave you guys with this i think belichick should be giving up two three times that since he can't drive uh draft a wide receiver for, <laughs> for his own life so listen he can take a chance on ridley i mean he can draft the wide receiver can't draft him but he can't draft a wide receiver in the first round yeah that is a proven fact second round we've done fine third we've done fine fourth fifth sixth undrafted we do very well um but first round wide receiver his first was nikhil that should be his fucking last yeah 
Sorry, Nikhil. Like, you've fucking had three years, and you're looking like a pile of shit. It's so, not working out. I, I agree, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thank you so much Thanks for calling. For call, in. We buddy. appreciate it. So we will uh, we will touch on the MLB stuff here a little bit more in depth as, yep. we, as the show goes on. Um, but just to kind of to piggyback on that, we did touch on the Brady thing to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it seems kind of tough to, to, to get done now because they did just hire that kid um, – Mike, uh, what's the what's the new coach's name down in Miami now? The the kid with the glasses there. I don't know the rapping kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they're pretty high on that kid. Um, I don't know if you would just shunt like shoo him out the door for Sean Payton, but if Brady wanted to play with him, imagine. I would. Like, I would be okay with that. I appreciate you taking this job and all, but we're gonna have to pass and let you go right away. We're gonna have to fire you. Here's your money. Bye. And the kid's like, "What the fuck?" Like, doesn't even get a chance. Uh, but no, I think that was the a- reverse. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. <laughs> We fire you before you And then Josh McDaniels is seeing goes, see? See? I told you. I told you. That's what I was worried about having to be. That's why I quit. 774-992-8702. Give us a call with your thoughts, your uh, whatever you want to talk about here tonight. Um, before we dive into the baseball stuff, Sean, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the this, this uh, Arizona Cardinals thing. Um, this is one of the most bizarre situations i've seen in a long long time i mean ever you want to talk about the tail wagging the dog i mean this is kind of one of those instances where i don't know i really don't know what's going so we heard the rumors at the end of the year that kyler murray was kind of a mental midget yep no pun intended yep this is not i'm not making short jokes okay I know that's a it's going to be a tall order for me not to make any oh, of those jokes. Oh, here it comes. But um, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, I think how I'm, many short I, puns we can get. In? I think I'm above that. Okay. Oh, so, three. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll just uh, we'll rise above four. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, you know, until uh, until we have to. So uh, we heard that there was rumors that Kyler Murray was unhappy in Arizona. Uh, that you know the he wasn't happy. He was he was just he couldn't handle the game for whatever reason. Like he'd throw the interception. The opening drive of the game, and and uh, we were talking about uh, what was it Colt McCoy being like, bro, just don't worry about it. And he'd be like, no, can't. I gotta be perfect. Like you're like, bro, like easy, like chill, man. Like not not that big of a deal, bro. And uh, you know, so there was there was all those rumors that were coming out after the season. Then mm-hmm. we get the rumors that he might be saying, "Fuck the Cardinals, I'm going to play baseball." Yep. Now it comes to light that this really isn't about anything other than money. But also doesn't really deny any of those other things. No, he doesn't. All but confirms that everything you've kind of heard, yeah, that's all true. But here's what we really need to talk about right now, Arizona. So the letter, I'm not going to post the screenshot of the letter because it was incredibly hard to read. It's all in caps. On Twitter. Yeah, and there was a spelling error in it. Um, <laughs> Who wrote this? They put they put uh, chose instead of choose. Um, which, you know, you think if you're, you know, writing a letter demanding $50 million a year, you would have somebody at least, you know, spell check it and proofread it. But, nah. uh, nah, I guess that's just, that's too much to ask these days. Um, so Kyler Murray basically came out or Kyler Murray's agent came out and basically said that if the Arizona Cardinals are willing to invest in Kyler, then now would be the right time to do it. And they threw in this little caveat, like, oh, by the way, you know, if you throw us Pat Mahomes money now, it'll actually lower the cap hit, and you can go out and sign other guys to make this team better, which is also what we want. We don't want just all the money for us. 
We want you to go out and spend it on the team so the team can be good and Kyler can succeed. But I also want my $50 million a year. Ridiculous so ask. It was one of the most arrogant, ballsy things, and I don't know whether to be mad about it. If I was a Cardinals fan, I would be like, yo, show this guy the fucking door. See you later. Or is this just how it's going to be now, like with these young quarterbacks, because they're on that rookie pay scale. And maybe they're going to say, look, I'm not waiting until year five to get an extension and a new deal. I just got you from a three-win team to a 10-win team and into the playoffs. Pay me. Listen, (laughs) I don't think he's that popular on the team either. I don't either. I think he's uh, not no short jokes again. I think he's a little um, Napoleon complex where he thinks he's above everybody. He thinks he's the star in the team. He thinks uh, if, it, if it wasn't for him, they don't even make the playoffs this year. That's Which maybe kinda, he's not wrong. Maybe he's not wrong. But then again, you can make the argument. You kind of look like shit going down the stretch. When you guys were, were they 7-0 and at one point? Yeah, and then you look like crap the second half. And guys that do that regularly don't recover they don't they don't notoriously in their careers get better in the second half they've notoriously become who they are already Mm -hmm. so we haven't seen we've seen enough of a sample size to know kyler above average above average quarterback absolutely yeah i mean great great arm i would take him on my team in a heartbeat great arm runs if he has to all things incredible incredible athlete mentally kind of a child kind of a diva yeah, I don't think I, he's there yet mentally. I, I, right, I don't think he's there yet either. This reminded me of like the movie Jerry Maguire just done on a public level. Like his agent is uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. screaming, "Show me the money!" That's except, a fair point. except he's doing it online and all in caps. So I'm like, this is like perfect, where he's just like screaming, "You gotta pay me, or else I gotta leave." Show me the money! Just screaming it out over and over again. And it just, like, to me, this whole thing rubbed me the wrong way. First of all, it's in caps. Caps yeah, lock. Which just... Really rubs me the wrong amateur way. Amateur hour. Why not put it in, like, that that uh, Comic Sans at this point? Just put it in Comic yeah. Sans and put it out there. Uh, Kyle Murray, you don't really strike me as a person that can be asking for this and say, like, oh, he really deserves the $50 million. He doesn't to me. He's a $50 million guy. No, he's not Pat Mahomes. Nope. I think maybe if you said 30-ish, I'd be like, Matt, okay. Not even Matt Stafford to me. I'd say 30-ish. If you said 30-ish, I'd be like, yeah, yeah I can see 30 million That's going to be the going rate for quarterbacks is 30 yeah. million a year. Because we, we all, and, we, and you and I know as well as anybody, the way the cap works, the, you know, quarterbacks account for 12 to 15% of your, of your cap. And you stole my next point. The next point was, a, a and now Kyler and his agent are like, I think we know the direction you need to go for spending money to this team. First of all, they this offseason, they went out and got you DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. They went out and got you J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. They went out and signed you a and drafted a plethora of new offensive and defensive talent. They have Cliff Kingsbury, who was known as an offensive-minded coach to, to, he's, to, to, to he's that dude. cater to you, who yep. was a, a thrower first. And he drafted you with that in mind, saying, like, Kylo Murray is absolutely the quarterback I would run my NFL offense through. And now you're going to say... I don't think we're doing it the right way. Like, everything has been geared towards you, and you're shitting in their face. That's essentially what's going on. Yeah, and I don't I, – I didn't like the tone of the letter in general because it came off it's, – it's like, okay, these are the kind of things that typically get said behind closed doors. Now, the reason they get said behind closed doors is because when you say stuff like that, I agree with what Kyler Murray and his team are doing, what his camp is doing. 
trying to maximize his talent to get the most money as quickly as possible. That's all they That's get paid. That's the name of the game. Sure. That's all it is. However, there's a reason why this stuff gets done behind closed doors. Because when you do it in public like this, it's very off-putting. Mm-hmm. For the totally. fan, The fans look at this, and they just see a kid, and they're going, whoa, 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 bro. You, you, you've been here for three years or two years. We've made the playoffs once and gone one and done and got smoked. And now you're all of a sudden, like, sitting here on your high horse, like, you just, you know, like, like you're the savior of the Arizona Cardinals, like, you're the, you're the messiah, and you've come down to sweep us away to the promised land? Like, hold on, pump the brakes a minute. Like, nah, that ain't it. Like, you ain't that dude yet. Like, you folded at the end. You collapsed in the second half of the season, like you alluded, like you said. You got to the playoffs. You got trounced. I know it was by the Rams, but still, like, you didn't even have a shot in that game. Nope. And you got blown out. And it's like, all right, so what are we paying you for again? Like, oh, we're paying you because you got us to the you got us to the playoffs for the first time in five years or six years, whatever it was, since uh, Carson Palmer got a, got him to the NFC Championship game. Okay, cool. Like, nah, I don't I don't know that you you've earned the right to call that shot yet. At least not publicly. Now, behind closed doors, that's one thing. Totally different. Totally different. I never will fault somebody behind closed doors being like, hey, I want to get paid more money. Hey, we're watching a sport that's built around our entertainment with your athleticism. If you go behind, if you go to your boss, even at work currently, if you go to your boss, be like, hey, I'm doing all this extra stuff. Not talking shit about my coworkers, but I'm better than them. No offense. Like, can I get a little bit of a bump? And they, you guys discuss that? You get a bump? Good for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're going in front of your whole team and being like, these people are dog shit. You should be hiring better people yeah. and then pay me more money if you're figuring this out. First of all, your team's going to look at you like, you're a dick. Asshole. You're an asshole. First of all, we drafted these people to, play, to, to yeah. work with you. We chose these people because we thought they were the best fit for you. I, I always relate it to like current jobs. Like imagine if this was like something out of the office or something like you go to like Target and you have the person that runs like the cashiers and they're just like, all my cashiers suck. Pay me more money and then go out and sign better college-educated cashiers. And it's just like... And then I will lead the cashier crusade. And you're like, you you realize what you're doing is so wrong. I know you're, like, making 150 times what, like, we're making, but you are an insane person for thinking this is, like, a logical way of attacking things. So the the kind of the neat part about this, and I didn't know, I didn't realize this until, uh, until was it yesterday or the day before, uh, that Cliffs Kingsbury has the same agent as Kyler Murray. Oh my God! So they're represented by the same agent, uh, whose name escapes me. I don't know. Maybe you want to, if you can look it up. Sure. Real quick. Um, but if you're Cliff Kingsbury and your agent, who also represents your quarterback on your team, comes out and basically decides to hold the team hostage, you kind of had to know that was coming, right? Like, you couldn't just sit there and be like, your, your agent's not going to keep you in the dark on that. He's going to let you know. Eric Burkhart. Burkhart. Thank you, Eric Burkhart. So, Burkhart represents Kling, Kingsbury and and Murray. Do you think Burkhart maybe had that conversation with Cliff Kingsbury? He did not. Because five hours ago, according to The Athletic, Burkhart had a conversation with Cliff Kingsbury and says, he, Kingsbury, and Murray are in a good place. Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could just be posturing. Because, you know, because the reason why I bring that up is because there was a rumor out there that Jeff Bidwell, the owner of the Cardinals, did not want to pay 
the Arizona coaching staff their playoff bonus. They're like fifteen or twenty grand, whatever the bonus was that they well, got. I guess they were asked for getting to the playoffs because he was not happy with how the season ended, and he was withholding that bonus. So. Now, this is pure rumor. I don't know that any of this is true. I don't think you can actually do this anyway. You can, because it's actually in the coaches' contracts that playoff bonuses are not guaranteed. They're optional? They're optional. For players, they're wow. guaranteed. For coaches, they're not. Because it's not Players Association for coaches. Exactly. So it's different. So they don't, they're not guaranteed. So Bidwell could say, no, I'm not happy with the way this, this went. I'm not paying you guys. So what if, what if Kingsbury was like, told his agent, like, yo, Tell Kyler to hold the team hostage. They want to hold our fucking money back for the playoff bonus? All right. Well, we can play with that. We can play that game. I can't. Imagine that, dude. Imagine if that was the case. Like, imagine if Bidwell was being like, like seething in his office right now and then finding out that Cliff Kingsbury was, like, the one that told him to do it. Like, I can't picture it because then Kyler Murray just basically tells Kingsbury like, in his, like, statement letter that, like, he's not doing a good enough job either. It's like. Well, you throw that in there. You know, oh, you got to throw that in there because if, if Kingsbury's like, ah, I mean, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know, and, and knew about it and didn't say anything, that's one thing. But if he encouraged it, that's another I just, thing. I don't know. I just, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's terrible. I think the whole Kyle thing is terrible. I, if me, if I've related back to, if this is Mac Jones in three years, if Mac Jones has one great year, yeah. and we make the playoffs, well, we already made the playoffs for a year. Let's say he makes the playoffs and wins one game, and that's it in three years, and he comes out with this statement. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm like See you later. Adios, Mac. See you later. No thanks. No, right, exactly. No thanks. Like, I don't understand like where Kyler Murray gets off thinking that like he has like where I get it, like you're trying to make the most amount of money possible. But dude, you do this shit behind closed doors. Dude, this team is Because stacked. now you just now you just look like an asshole. How many times did we talk about the last last offseason? We said like watch out for the Cardinals. They keep adding all these offensive weapons, yeah. adding these defensive plays. Team was stacked. And then Kyle's going to be like, it's me. It's the Kyler show. It's like, first of all, you're a midget. You can't even see over your offensive lineman. That's why he's always scrambling out of the goddamn pocket. And it's like, God damn, man. I, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I think that was an ignorant statement. I was blown away. You sent it to me. I was blown away reading this thing. I was like, I can't believe this is real. I couldn't either. I thought I, it was I like something out of not, the onion. Yeah, I thought it was like the sports bee or something like that. And I was yeah. like. Is Ball this, sack sports. I thought it, that's yeah, what it was. This, I'm like, is this real? Like. I'm just, I was so baffled and taken aback by this whole thing because it was just, it was so out of left field. I get Kyler Murray wants more money, but like now doesn't really seem like the right time to do it. No. And not for nothing, buddy, but you know, your whole like uh, threat that you'll, you'll, you'll quit football and go play baseball. Yeah. That's not looking like, that's not looking like too great of an option right now. I don't know if you pay attention to the news, but um Nah, um, baseball doesn't look like it's uh, going to be ready to roll out. Looking like they're going to roll out the red carpet for you anytime soon. Nope. So, granted, I know he could go play baseball and he could go do it, whatever. But, bruh, this does not seem like good timing on his part for anything. I think the statement would have included baseball if baseball was in a better place. He'd yeah, like, probably. You know what I mean? Probably. You're probably right. The agent probably wrote this up like a couple weeks ago. He was like, and hey, we're going to go play for Toronto. Scratching the whole thing out, like I can't say that. You're like, nope, never mind. Can't do that. Toronto might not exist next week. Oops. Uh, but no, that was uh, it was it was in poor taste. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm curious to see how this this pans out now, because the Cardinals are kind of in like a no win situation, where it's like okay, if we don't pay him, 
and he's disgruntled and he goes off and he does go play, say he does go play baseball or whatever. All right, now we're back to square one and we, we still need a quarterback. Uh, or you pay him. And what if we've seen Pete Kyler? Like, okay, what if this kid decides after we pay him, like, you know what? Um, football's really not for me. I thought it was, but, you know, baseball seems to be like it's going to be my calling in life. And he just retires. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'll take the hit, whatever. But you're still, you've still invested money into a guy for short, short term, and now he's gone. Yep. And now you've built a team around a guy who's not there, and you've got a coach who was brought in to develop him, and your whole plan goes out the window. You set the franchise back five, ten years. I mean, it's just you're dealing with a kid now. It seems like they're dealing with a bona fide head case in Arizona. Absolutely. And then maybe adding DeAndre wasn't the best idea, Hopkins, because Hopkins is a head case. Hopkins is like – I didn't love the idea of adding D-Hop. I really didn't. Phenomenal player. Yeah, great player. Not there upstairs. But Bill O'Brien, maybe not too far off on him. You know, for all the things Bill O'Brien did wrong, I think he might have been right about D-Hop. I mean, like you said, great talent, but you really want that guy on your team? Yeah, huge asshole. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where you just, you kind of look back at it and you're like, why did they get rid of him for so little? And then you think back to the whole, like, uh, the the inmates running the asylum yep. comment a couple of years ago, and D-Hop was the one spearheading that, like, going at uh, Bob McNair at the time. I yep. mean, yep. it was just, it got ugly. Like, he's, he's one of those dudes, like, he just kind of, everywhere he goes, the bullshit seems to follow him. And it's just like, he's just, I don't know, it's just... Doesn't seem like uh like I said, great talent, but doesn't seem like the kind of guy that you're you're gonna be putting on uh you, you can't add him to a young, impressionable team and then build that team around with, you know, him in the locker room. I really don't feel that right. way. Right. Nope. I, I feel like I you could add him to the Rams mid season, great. You know, if uh you know the, the Patriots wanna pick him up and they want to get to a Super Bowl, great, that could work. Uh the Chiefs, sure. But other than that, there's not many options I would see for for D Hop. Like great, great fantasy player. He's gonna he's gonna cruise on your fantasy team, but not somebody I would really care for. Mm, you no. know, outside of very specific situations. So seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. We got about forty five minutes here to wrap this thing up. Uh, give us your calls. We're talking Cardinals. We're talking uh, McVeigh. We're talking football. We're talking the Rams. Uh, we're going to get into some baseball right now. We'll get into the Lakers and the NBA in a little bit. And uh, what else did we have? We had a couple other things, too. Baseball uh, and LeBron. Baseball, LeBron. Those are the two big things. And uh, there was something else that I think we wanted to get into as well. But um, God damn, how come we have, our memory is so bad lately? No, nope, it was the Kingsbury thing. That was in my notes. Oh, okay. So we just covered that. Okay, good. Uh, but anyway, so let's talk a little bit about baseball, Sean, because, you know, Lil alluded to it in his call. He wanted to know. What we thought about what was going on with the MLB, where it was going, you know. I'm going to bring it up in front of us so you can keep talking about he it. He said bring it up. exactly. He said that uh, you know it was a dying sport to begin with, and this is a blow that he doesn't think they can absorb. I tend to agree. Baseball has been on life support, it seems, for the better part of the last decade. It feels like the team, the the the, the, the game has been dwindling away. The excitement isn't there. Yeah, you got your playoffs. You got, you know, the Cubbies winning the World Series, which is always great. You know, you've got, you know, David Ortiz and this is our fucking city and all that stuff. And all that was fantastic and it's all fun. But it just feels like over the course of the last decade, you don't see the energy and the excitement for baseball, especially amongst the younger kids that you did when I feel like when we were younger. 
Like when we were younger, baseball was everything. Like baseball was a major, major thing. Like you had to sit there. Like you knew, you knew when the Cardinals were playing because you wanted to watch Big Mac. You knew when the Cubs were on because you wanted to watch Sosa. You knew when the Giants were on because you wanted to watch Bonds. Absolutely. You know, you knew the Yankees were on because you wanted to watch Jeter. Must see TV. You know, you had the Braves. You had the Red. You know, the Red Sox were an afterthought. You know, the Red Sox weren't even big when I was a kid. They were there. And they were, you know, they were everybody loved them, and you had Nomar and Jeter and that rivalry and all that stuff. But those days, I feel like, have long since gone. And I feel like, and we've we've gone over this on this show a hundred times, and I'll and I'll say it one more time, just in case anybody hasn't heard it yet. Baseball does a horrible job, the worst of any multi-billion-dollar business I've ever seen in terms of marketing its best assets. If this were, if Steve Jobs were in charge of MLB, they would be, they'd be the most popular sport in the country because they know how to market shit. He knew how to reach to people and to get people interested in his product. Even though there was other products out that were, you know, just as good or comparable or maybe even sometimes better, he knew how to make it the sleekest, the shiniest, the most sought after. Baseball has done none of that. We just witnessed something last season that we might never, we, we've never seen in our lives. Right. Uh, with um, Otani. Mm-hmm. Shohei. Yeah, we, which, we, 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 which was a guy that hit absolute nukes and then came out and pitched gems. We've never seen that in our lifetime. Our parents have never seen that in our lifetime. Not even close. If you are still fortunate enough to have both your grandparents around, they might have been around to see it. Maybe. But the last time we saw somebody do that was Babe Ruth. It was a long fucking time ago. And if you go around, if you go around and you survey people, who's Shohei Otani? They're gonna go, fuck if I know. <laughs> I like the name. I don't know. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck show show who? Shohei Otani? Is that the new is that is that the new Samsung phone? Like that would be pretty close. I, I don't like I don't know. People don't know who he is. Nobody knows who Mike Trout is. Still. Nobody knows who Tatis is. Nobody knows who these guys are. Nope. Nobody knows who Max Scherzer is. Dude, even Mookie. People don't know who Mookie is. Like, nope. Even the Red Sox fans know him and L.A. fans know him. If you ask, if you go to the middle of the country, Texas, and you're like, who's Mookie? They'd be like, and I celebrity? Think, I, think the, I think what you've seen happen with baseball is it's moved from the national pastime into a very regionalized sport. Yes. You know, like people like Boston fans in the Northeast, they're going to know the Red Sox and the Yankees. That's about it. You know, you go down south, they might know the Braves. But the Marlins are crap. They're not going to be there. Nobody gives a shit about the Marlins. You know, you go to the Midwest, you know, you got your Braves. I'm, I'm sorry, your uh, your your Cubs and, and your Cardinals. Right. You know, and then you go to the West and you got your rabid Giants and Dodgers fans. Outside of that, though, what are we really talking about with MLB? It's so regionalized now that people don't get out. And so you don't get those big stars in other cities. Mm-hmm. You know, when... You, you might not see a guy more than once or twice a year because the only reason you see him is because your team's playing their team. That's it. You know, when you have the interleague play and you're like, oh, shit, look at this kid. Or like, oh, wow, look at this guy. Like, damn, like, okay, this kid can play. But there's nobody in, you know, the the average New York Met fan, you know, they might know who Mike Trout is. You You need the game to go back to having these, like, Big monster men, like that's what that's what gets people's attention. Steroids. Honestly, yeah, you you bring back the juice. 
think about it. All the biggest names you remember and who played have all been like bigger, larger than life guys and personalities. Yeah. Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Everybody knows David Ortiz. Love One him. crazy good personality, big dude, hit home run. This is our fucking CT. Exactly. All the big names. Like, how many times do you go see teams that have like um, these small guys? Like, n- n- name a team with, with a small guy all star. Your team. Oh, like Altuve. That, but it's your own team. Yes. Oh, right, but right. Oh, like, I yeah. thought you meant, I thought I was thinking, for some reason I was thinking small market all-star. No, no, no. Sorry. I was just saying, like, in general. Like, yeah, yeah. like it's hard to remember those guys because everyone's like, ah, he could be anybody. They want to see, like, these big monster-looking people. Right. Cranking home runs. They want to see Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds. They as much do. as they don't want to win. And then they want, I mean, they want to get on their high horse and sit there and be like, I, I despise anybody who takes steroids. Bullshit. You were all sitting in front of the TV in 1998, glued to it, watching every fucking swing. We knew what was going on. We, we all knew. Come on. We all um, knew. But uh, to get into a couple of things, like, they are tens of millions of dollars apart in everything. Yeah. Um, on a base of what teams should spend to, everything. Uh, Manfred comes across a little tone deaf. Uh, he seemed he seemed very excited. What else is new? He seemed very excited that they did not reach a deal. Um, there's a there's a there's a thing going around on Twitter and Facebook right now and Instagram of him just laughing. Oh, the picture of him smiling. Yeah, and yeah. he's like he's like we did not come to an agreement and he just starts laughing. It looks like he couldn't be happier. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a little tone deaf because at first I was like, ah, oh, doesn't sound like much, but this actually equals what most NFL teams are getting on average. So for the last five years, this is from Manfred, quote unquote. The last five years have been very difficult for the league from a revenue perspective. MLB has only totaled $43 billion in revenue in that period. Now, $43 billion, I was like, wait a minute. Let's do some quick math on this. So I'm going to take $43 billion, mm-hmm. okay? Go all the way to billions. One more zero. Here we go. $43 billion. Divide that by five years. Mm-hmm. Gives us $8.6 billion per year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to divide that by 30 teams. Now, on average, this is every team has earned at least $286 million in revenue per year over the course of that five years. Immediately, my mind went to the NFL, the leader. Mm-hmm. The NFL of the last five years, $59 billion. Divide that. Let's do that one more time. $59 billion. Divide that over five years. Mm-hmm. Gives us $11.8 billion, And divide that by 32 teams. Each team has made $360 million in revenue over that So talking about a $100 million gap. Yes. $100 million, I get it, but $100 million is not much in the grand scheme of things. Very difficult as would be a, a reach for me. It is, but it is, but it isn't. $500 million over five years is not that much. But to, you're right. To, to, to owners. To owners, right, to these already billionaires. And plus, the way revenue sharing works in baseball, it's not as dependent upon... Yeah, and the Red Sox are earning more than everybody else. Right. So are the, the Dodgers and the Yankees. So, like, the, the shit teams, the Yankees, the shit teams are really getting screwed there. Um, but after that, he complains about uh, the COVID-shortened year, which MLB only made $10 billion that year, even on a shortened season where they played not even half the games. Um, and they cannot come to an agreement on playoff teams. Yeah, what was this, like, 14 Major League team? Baseball wants 14 teams to make the playoffs. 14! You're talking about half of the goddamn league making the playoffs. Yeah, that's a watered-down product. And the Players Association was like, no, absolutely not. Like, like they like it already with the whole wild card thing and you play in one game. Yeah. Now you're talking about scrap scrap that. We want half the league in the playoffs. That's crazy. Why? It's a water down. That water's A, it waters down the product. B. There's so many more games now. Yeah. And you just, what are you going to do? Best of threes? 
Like, everybody knows that you know, the best team doesn't always win a best of three. Like, a best of seven gives you the like the best team almost always wins in a best of seven. A best of five, you're still most likely going to get the your, your better teams winning, but you could see an upset. A best of three, anything's fucking possible. That's... Yep. That's just you know your you, your star all star pitcher could hurt his arm in the first inning that's and it. that fucks you over. Yep. Or or maybe you were in a tight race to get into the playoffs and you had to throw a guy that you really didn't want to and now he's not available until game two and now you're behind the eight ball you lose game two and then boom you're done in two. So that's silly. I think a lot of the things and the, you know this is one of the things that I talk to and I I tend to talk to people about this a lot because I like to hear what people have to say like. Why did you? Why are you not interested in baseball anymore? Why are you not putting on the TV and putting on, you know, throwing the Red Sox on, even as background? You know, it's a Wednesday night. You're just sitting out by the fire on your back porch, having a couple of drinks after work at 7.30 at night, and the, and the Red Sox are playing the Blue Jays. Why are you not putting that on? You know, why? Why, why is that not just at least being thrown on as background noise in, in, in your house? And the, and the reason, I, and I don't get it, I don't get it. A lot of people are just like, ah, you know, the season's too long. It's too many games. It's boring. This, that, and the other thing. And I, and I get it. But, like, all right, let's say we shorten it down to 100 games. That's not fixing anything. No, it's not. No, one, no one's going to care. You can take games away from MLB and shorten the season. No one's going to care. No one. It's not all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, wow, it's only 100 games now? Oh, I'm in. No, no, that's not, that's not going to be the case. You're just Now you're just going to be left with a shorter season. Joey, people say basketball's too many games. Basketball's only 72. So now what do you do? Is If you're baseball... No, 82. 82, I'm sorry. Uh, basketball, what are you going to do? You're going to cut it down to 62 games? Baseball, what are you going to do? Cut it down to 80 games? Like, what do you... Like, right. like, I mean, that's what's... why the NFL is, is the king of the... Is the king of the... Thing, king of the castle it's because... sweet spot. They just... Once a week. Because once a... Well, four times a week now, it seems. Each team. Each, each team. Yeah, but, you know, you get one game a week for your team. And every single one of those games means something. You know, just go ask uh, the three teams that lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Oh, my God. You know, if Buffalo doesn't lose to the Jaguars. Do you, did you hear Buffalo's trying to go after Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars? So they're going to have two Josh Allens. I was like, <laughs> fuck you. Up. I was like, fuck you. Hey, man. Listen, man. I like Josh Allen. Josh Allen on defense. Former Denver Bronco. He, that would reach Teddy Bruschi's levels of, like, of like hierarchy and, oh, like, no. people telling stories. Josh Allen on defensive end with a sack on Josh Allen, the quarterback. <laughs> my God. Um, but you know, He's can, saving wait, the puppies. can I be a hypocrite really quick? Yeah, I talked course. about earlier in the show. I said, I'm all for you going to management and asking for money, more money, this and that. I think with baseball, I'm not cool with it. Baseball guys are asking for too much money all the fucking time. And then making it like well-known. Well, because they set that precedent when, you know, when they, I know. Were, when they were fat and happy, these guys were getting paid. So things continued on that trend. Now the game is, is earning less money than it did. And I'd like to see where their earnings are at over the last 10 years. Like comparatively speaking, you know, they said they only made 43 million over the last five years, 49 billion over the I'm last sorry, five 49 years. billion over the last nine years, uh, five years. But what about the five years before that? And the five years before that? And what was it relative to inflation? Because you know what? You keep talking. I think I can find that. I'm curious because you know, they had to have been getting money and obviously the, the revenue, you know, there's different revenue streams, right? So like, I'd like to see what's included in those revenues. Is that, Ticket sales, TV deals, and, you know, beer and popcorn strictly? Or is that endorsements, advertisements, you know, is that everything mopped up in It's going to be everything. It's got to be, right? It's their entire revenue. Everything. So naming rights, yep. uh, sponsorships, the whole nine. So when you start breaking that down, like, 
there had to have been more. But the thing is, is like you could be making more money off of these sponsorships if people knew who Mike Trout was or Shohei Otani was or Mookie Betts was. You could make more money if you had those guys on TV more often or, you know, had cameras in their faces and then had them, you know, doing things in, at you know times of days that people actually cared to watch. Mm hmm. You know, as a so like no one's gonna watch. No one's staying up till ten fifteen to watch the Do uh, to watch the Dodgers and the uh, and the Angels. No, thank you. No, it's not happening. Like unless you're a diehard fan of those teams, you're not fucking doing it. So even Sunday night baseball now, like they completely screwed the pooch with Sunday night baseball. Sunday night baseball. I remember in the in the early mid two thousands, Sunday night baseball was must see TV in the summer. Yes, it was. <laughs> you know, you would turn it on. It was uh, it was the Joe and Joe show. Um. Joe from the the guy from the Reds and um and then the other guy there I can't remember their names but they were great and you loved it and, and Sunday night baseball was phenomenal and you didn't didn't really matter who was playing but you were putting that shit on because you're like great baseball's on awesome now no such luck I I mean I have to force myself to watch baseball when when did we max out five years ago. From 2021 puts us at 2016. Yeah. I, I can't find 15 and 14, but I can find you 10, 11, I can find you 09, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Okay. Um. So per billion, I can, I'm not gonna do the math in my head because I'm just I don't feel like it. Uh. 2013 they made 9.1 billion. 2012 8.1 billion. 2011 7.67 billion. 2010 7.25 billion and 2009 7.48 billion. So less so they, than what they're making now. Less than what they're making now. They're actually doing better now than they were in the late 2000s. Seven years earlier than that. Yeah. yeah. So the ending the 2000s, beginning of the 2010s, um, I would say rough, quick math up of the head, and it's like a $6 billion difference. So they're about $6 billion higher now than they were at that time. Okay. But so guys were, but they were having no problem, problem doling out ma massive deals back then. They were not. So what's the deal? What's the difference now? Like, I mean, we'd have to probably look into it and see like what what the inflation reflects and everything else, and you know how all the values and in, in the in the things of that nature. But that's a lot deeper dive than we have time to get into. But but the point is, is that okay? Let's just say all things are equal. Okay, so there's not that. It's not like there's been this huge drop off in the last five years. Like, yeah, they've only made only made forty nine billion, as opposed to the NFL, which made what fifty six. You said. Almost 60, like 56, 57. So call it, so, so call it Let's call it 60. 60. Yeah. So there's a $10 billion difference between the MLB and the, and the NFL. Doesn't, I mean, it sounds like a lot. You think, okay, $10 billion. But when you really think about it, that's not exactly crying poverty. No, because no, immediately my, like I said on the live, whatever it was, like 10 minutes ago, my immediate thought was, let's go to the NFL, the number one leader in right. everything. Yeah. Um, and they're only making $10 billion more. Okay, that's not, that was my first reaction too. It's a difference of average. I know there's two more teams in the NFL, but you're talking about $100 million more million on average in revenue per team. Right. That's not that much. I'm sorry. Five hundred million for each. It is, but it is. It, it is, but it isn't. I know what you're saying. It is, but it isn't because that's their end number. That's everything all encompassed. So you got to kind of figure. You know, in the NFL, it, the NFL is the leader in the clubhouse, so which to speak. They are, which they almost always are in everything. I mean, did you see the the number, the stat that came out, uh, the ratings uh, numbers that came out for the Super Bowl? Yeah, they said that two hundred and eight million people in this country yep. 
watched at least a portion of the Super Bowl. Yep. That's two-thirds of the country. Do you know for the last 25 years? That's insane. For the last 25 years, the number one most watched event each year has been an NFL game. Yeah. Every single year for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. That's why. They just they own television. They, they own United 47, States 47 million tuned into the Chiefs and, uh, and Bills? Bananas. On that Sunday half, night? Like, like half the country. Yeah, it's, it's like... What, what, well, huh? half the... You know what I mean. Not half the country, but half of like the viewing country at that time. Right. It was insane. Like The numbers were insane this year. And, and you know so much I mean, you know freezing cold take Mark Cuban, you know uh, pigs get fat hogs get slaughtered. Well, I don't see the NFL getting slaughtered anytime soon. In fact, they're talking about having games in Germany, uh, and Mexico, and Italy. And At some point, though, Mark Cuban will be proven right on that theory because eventually, someday they're like the they're like the the Roman armies. They just keep spreading themselves thin. They're gonna be in like forty different fucking continents. But they're not. But they never get spread thin though. Everything they everywhere they go, it's just they're at gold. 30, they're at thirty-two teams though. They start expanding on teams. It's gonna water down the product. That will water down the product. And yes. then you know they want to move to eighteen games. And then gonna water down the product. And then you know what you end up with? A professional version of college football, where you're watching certain games on, you're watching on Saturday high afternoon. High-profile teams and then a bunch of shit teams that nobody cares about. Yep, exactly. And then you you know you'll have your football royalty. And I hope then you'll have a bunch of quarterbacks throwing dirt balls all day. I hope I hope the Patriots. Become the, the northern version of Alabama. I'll be like my fifties, roll New England, just talking crazy <laughs> shit. This crazy ass shit, like fuck you. Then like, man, Charlotte himself go. He's a huge ass gut, man. Roll New England. He's like, I had to fit the part, baby. He's like, by the way, have you met my cousin? Oh my god, fuck you. <laughs> oh wow, I just really... yeah. I, I like, didn't think of that. Fuck you. I wasn't. See, you brought that there, not me. I thought that's where I was going. No, I that was. That was a Nope, that wasn't even that wasn't even, that was the furthest thing from my mind. That was pretty actually. damn funny though. That is pretty good. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. We talk about the MLB. Why do you hate the MLB now? Why do you not watch? Do you watch? Do you not watch? If you don't, why don't you? Uh, I'd love to hear some people's opinions on that, uh, as well as uh, you know what you think about the NFL offseason thus far. Uh, we talked about McVeigh. We talked about Kyler Murray. We talked about Troy Aikman going over to ESPN. Sean McVeigh. All that fun shit. Mm-hmm. We said that. Oh, did you? Uh, I missed it. I did, yeah. Fuck off. Um, so let's let's wrap up with the MLB there for a second um, because I do want to get into the uh, the NBA uh, because obviously LeBron is a lightning rod these days for everything. LeBron is something else lately. And things are not going well in L.A. for my Lakers right now, okay? They are – this, uh, you know, we just made a – we just uh, talked about freezing cold takes. How about that tweet that LeBron put out preseason? Like, oh, I hope everybody keeps doubting me, keeps doubting my team, our age, our, our this, our that. Uh, please keep doubting us. We can't. We, we love to see you doubt us. Mm-hmm. Now we've gotten to the point where, okay, it's March 1st. Thab, you don't need to call me. You win this one. I concede. You win. Basketball still doesn't really matter yet because, you know, a lot can happen in the next four weeks, five weeks. It's true, it's true. But I'm fairly, I'm pretty much ready to throw the towel in on the Lakers here. Yeah, they're pretty bad. It's ugly. It's getting ugly. And you know it's getting ugly when your best player, arguably the face of the league, starts getting into bitching matches with fans in his home stadium. Mm -hmm. You've got fans heckling LeBron to the point where he's firing back. And he's saying, uh, he said to a fan the other night, oh, what do you know about basketball other than whether the ball goes in or not? 
man, shut your ass up. Like, he's responding to these fans that are heckling him. And then you got Trevor Ariza telling him, man, shut the fuck up. You a bitch. Like, to a fan. And it's like, bro. And who happens to be on the Lakers who is notorious for fighting with fans? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Could it be some short guy who turns the ball over a whole lot lately? Is he short? He's shortish. By NBA shortish. By short NBA yeah, I was like, that's a, a tall ass short man. He's so six four. Kyle Murray would kill for his height. <laughs> I think, I think, I think most people would. Yeah. To be quite fair, but uh, no, he's uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook. I just wanted. I I think I want to go on record and say I think I told you like friggin' West, Russell Westbrook to LA, LA. I'm stuttering through this right now because I'm so giddy. <laughs> it was just a horrible idea because I think he's just an asshole. Well. It turns out you were right. Uh, I believe you did say that. I didn't really care. I liked the move at the time because you figure if anybody is going to be able to drag anybody to it's a title, LeBron. it's going to be LeBron. But LeBron is just, he's thrown in, he's even, reports out of L.A. make it sound like even he's thrown in the towel on the season. He has. And then he, he a few weeks ago we talked about it on our show, and he said like, Man, I can't wait until Bronny gets drafted. So I'm gonna go there. And it's right. like basically paving his way out of LA. But then there was a meeting with with the with the Lakers brass later on, and he said, "No, I'm committed to LA. I want to stay here." He's so full of that. And he wants to get back to winning championships, which I believe is true, and I believe the Lakers want that as well. But here's the thing: if you're the Lakers, what do you do right now? I have no idea. Like this, I mean, this year is shot. Like you're you're done. Like you've got what you, you you've got. This is the hand you're dealt. This is it. This is what you're working with for the, for the for the rest of the season. You might be able to dump some some salaries, make some trades, get some people out of here, and then go rebuild this team around LeBron again for one more run next year. But does it really matter if Anthony Davis isn't healthy? No, because AD is every time he starts playing well, he goes down with an injury. Like it's he's bad. he's one of the more frail players I've ever seen in my life. Dude, he is what's his name frail? Uh, Bynum. Andrew Bynum. Yeah, there we go. Took but even but even Bynum had like a four year run where he was solid. Uh, you know, he was hurting a weight, but then nine, ten, eleven, all the way up to twelve when they lost to the Mavs. They were doing load management with him, but before load management was even a thing. Yeah, load management. They were like, yeah, he, load management because he is a load. <laughs> they like he played one game. They're like, wow, ten blocks. Eight rebounds, 12 points scored. Unbelievable. Disappears for three games. But that's AD. AD will come out and he'll drop a triple-double, and then he'll roll his ankle, you know, walking out of the in the parking lot that night. And I don't understand how... how uh, give this man, like, leg support or something like that. I, I, just, I just I don't, don't understand. understand. How it, happens. it happens to him every year, and, and it seems like at the worst possible times. And then it's like, oh, he's got a, he's got a knee contusion. You're like, all right, cool. We'll see you in July, I guess. He, but his, like... I don't, like, are these multi-million dollar athletes that have all this equipment and all this specialized shit, which I'll never see in my life as a normal everyday person. Facts. How are you going to tell me that this man can't wear some kind of sneaker, sleeve, anything to assist with constantly rolling his ankles and, like, twisting, and he's like, oh, well, he's too fucking tall and his legs work. I'm like, go to a therapist or some shit. Jesus. I don't know. Like, maybe take some yoga. Like, I I drink some milk. I don't get this man some milk. I have no idea what it is with him, but he's always hurt. It's the most aggravating thing because he's a t- when he's healthy, he's a top five player in the NBA. You know, he's a, he's a, at least at the very least a top ten, and he's 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 just not 
He's not that dude. Like, I don't think you could build, if you're the Lakers, I don't think you could comfortably look at AD and say, he's the future. Like, no, after, God, no. post-LeBron, AD's the future. Absolutely not. No. I think they're already planning for after AD, too. You have to be. Yeah, because And I would love like, to say, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, you know, you know, Zion's sitting down there in New Orleans rotting away, but he's another one who's getting hurt uh, and maybe a touch overweight. Did you see the Mardi Gras uh, thing they made for him? No. You did not. No, I saw a thing on him earlier. Hold up. All right, you keep talking. I gotta find you this video, and I can't picture Zion being too pleased with the city with the city of uh, New Orleans. Well, apparently he's not. Apparently he's uh, he's not comfortable in New Orleans. He doesn't. He's not loving it down there. Dude, they are fucking roasting his ass. And yeah, I mean the kid. But you gotta remember, he's only twenty one. You know, he hasn't really found himself yet. He's uh, he's still a kid. He's found something. He's still a kid. Yeah, he's he found king cakes. That's what he found. Dude, <laughs> he found I can't king believe, cakes I can't and jambalaya. Seen this fucking float. My buddy is my boy knows all the all you can eat crawdad spots in the bayou now. He's probably eating, he's probably down there. He's like, All right, so we got to hit this buffet at six, and then we can make it to this one for eight, and then we can hit this place for happy hour at 10, and then we got dollar margaritas over here. At all right, 11. listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it through through uh the WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Okay, uh, keep talking. I gotta download it and send it. I'm sorry, that's okay, but. I can't even believe this video. When I saw it, I thought it was like someone like pranking it, like, oh, this is not what it is. And no, this is legitimately a float they did for Mardi Gras, <laughs> all based around Zion. And there is no way um, you can say this was done with like good intentions. This was done to be spiteful and hateful. <laughs> I mean, those are usually honestly the funniest things. They were just like, fuck this dude. We don't give a shit what he's done. Like, he's not been as advertised. Like, kill yourself. That's fucking amazing. I'm, def- I'm dying to see this now, but um, as far as but as far as the Lakers go, look, LeBron, you don't know how much longer LeBron has left. He's not exactly a spring chicken anymore. He's not like was he 37? Yeah, he's not showing signs of like slowing down per se. But I mean, no, but he's not exactly like you're still waiting. Like you know that day is closer than it's ever going to be, right? Every day we're just we're inching closer and closer towards that finish line for him. So the Lakers have got to figure this thing out. But the biggest thing that it, that is bothering me about this whole situation in L.A. is the bickering back and forth between the fans and the players. Like, that was always, like, a rule that you had as a player. Like, you just, yeah, fans are there to heckle you. They're going to say stuff. When did these players get so sensitive? I don't know. And so soft that they, like, get offended to the point where they're like, man, what do you know? Shut up. You a fan. Like, oh, what do you know about basketball? Well, I know you ain't the GOAT. And next thing you know, LeBron's grabbing the referee. Like, that guy right there. Yeah. Him, get him out of here. I don't understand how, like, heckling a player can get you kicked out of a stadium now. Like, it doesn't, that, like, cursing at a player, being racist, saying all kinds of crazy shit. That, wow. Um, all that stuff can get you uh, ejected out of a stadium. But just being like, you're trash. And LeBron's like, get him out of here. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't do that. It makes no sense to me. Um... As Joey loads up this clip, I, I I kid you not, people, this is a real float for Mardi Gras in New Orleans, and I'll just let the video speak for itself. Yeah, this looks pretty. This is gonna be pretty amazing. I'm pretty excited for this. <laughs> okay, this should work. All right, let's check this out. Ha, 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 ha,
That is unbelievably fucking funny. Plus the word bubble. I'm hungry. <laughs> like, it's like they took it, like, they, they wanted, like, to make him, like... Wow. Like, Chuck. But, like, they made it that. Like, that's fucking incredible. That is absolutely amazing. Dude, the name of the float was called The Setback. <laughs> it's true. I mean... That's, I, I, that was, I mean, all in all, that was extremely creative. It was, but the they The setback hate, instead of the step back. There's no way. The the, the foul line yep. was great. The donut Fried. That was awesome. Listen, that was, if anybody from New Orleans comes out and be like, oh, I was taken out of context. It was absolutely not taken out of context. You nope. drew this man 400 pounds sitting down on like a branch with his shoes exploding off his feet. Because I know that's a joke back to college, but still, that's because he's fat. That's what I've been just showing. And then he's just straight up eating, saying, I'm hungry. And then the whole float is made to make fun of him, being fat. I'm a hungry. I can't. I, there's no way. It's like, he has to see that and be like, I'm the most hated person. He's Yeah, I mean, like, that can't. you can't feel great about that if you're Zion. Nope. Right? Like, that's a bad hit, dude. That's how I felt when we signed Pablo Sandoval. That's exactly, that was the float I made. Yeah, that that would be pretty much a carbon copy of what you would have if there was if we had a float if we had Mardi Gras in Boston, Sean would have made that float. I'll never forget. Anymore. I don't know how many years ago it was. 2014. I was, I was on this show. 2014. And you're like breaking news. We were we they, were in the, we were in my little fart locker second bedroom apartment. And you were like, we signed Pablo Sandoval, and they're like, he's on John Henry's private jet. And I was like, oh my fuck. And I was like, I hope you're joking. You were so mad. He was. I knew it. And then I said on the I'm like, you can't give a hundred plus million dollars to a fat guy and tell him not to eat. And then he came <laughs> here and just ate like crazy. He's like, wow, the food of boss is great. Like, yeah, like, shit, we know. Look at this lobster's baked with oil and shit. And it's like, <laughs> he just fucking kept eating. He was and like, then, oh my God, scallop casserole. And then one off season, everyone's like, hey, tagging me and stuff. Sean, look at all the weight he lost. I'm like, great. You had a fat guy whose power came from his fat and he got thin. Now he's just going to be a weak midget. And sure enough, sure enough, weak midget. Like, he couldn't even make a throw from, like, third, for a third to first. No, he was spiking it like a Deki Matsui when he broke <laughs> his arm. <laughs> My God. And then, like... The, Matsui was such a warrior. Cream, the cream of the crop is when the Red Sox traded him back to San Francisco. Yeah. And the GM said, put Pablo Sandoval out there for the last game of the season. All we'll he secure needs, the first pick and all the first he, overall pick. All we need to do is just lose this game. No and we'll get the first overall come. pick. Sandoval, wash a dish. Bah! It's a home run. And you, they, show, they show the GM who's just like. It's a straight nuke in the McCovey Cove. Yes. And it cost him the first overall pick. And the GM, that was like, he's like, he had like that look of bewilderment on his face. Like, you got to be fucking kidding He's me. like, I put the worst player on the field that I possibly could. To make and it, he hit a home run. Without making it look like I was trying to lose the game. Because I could say, like, well, fan favorite. Wanted to give all the fans something to send off, you know, about. And then he did. And then he cost him the first pick. It's amazing. He, like, he just. That was Pablo Sandoval, the whole Red Sox career. He, he, won, the, the he, he won San Fran. He won a, a championship in San Fran. Then he came to Boston, fucked the Red Sox, then went back to San Fran and fucked them one more time. Claimed an injury mid Red Sox game, went to the bathroom on Instagram and started liking women's pictures. <laughs> I remember that, dude. That was wild. That was absolutely and wild. And Carabas of Barstool caught him yeah. and was like, sorry to do this, but uh, our third baseman who claimed injury just went to the dugout and started liking Chick's pictures on Instagram. Yeah. He's just he's just out here creeping and sliding into Chick's DMs, probably in the back eating fr- He's like He's like, yo, where's all that fried chicken and beer I heard about up here? Like, where's all that at? Dude, that was, oh, my God. I could not hate a signing more than when that day happened. I was like, I've never hated anything more than this who are the greatest fat athletes what being good or just being so bad little column a little column b 
best fat athletes. Tony, like, I mean, you've Tony got, Gwynn, like, like, okay, Tony Ortiz. Gwynn, or, but I, I don't know. Yeah, Ortiz, Ortiz was, was fat most of his career. He wasn't, I don't know if he was fat. Yeah, I'm, he was. Go back and look at, But, like, Sandoval was fat. Yeah, but Sandoval was only good in, in San Fran. Right, but, all right, so, because I'm thinking, like, Vlad, uh, Vlad Jr. now. Vlad Jr. is a, a dump-ass, huge-ass belly and huge-ass ass. I'm thinking, like, Gilbert Brown. Rich Carsis, that's a good one. Yeah. Shit. Remember Gilbert Brown from the Packers? Gilbert the Brown. Tackle, the grave yeah, digger? but, you know, that's that's. But different. do football players count we because, can't, like... We can't count linemen. They're all right, big. They're meant Sa- to be because big. Because you had, like, Sam Adams, Vince Wilford, Gilbert Brown. Now, if you had a fat-ass linebacker, that would count. Like, if a linebacker was, like, 300 pounds... Mike you're like, Tolbert. Nah, he sucked. Fat-ass Mike Tolbert. <laughs> you could go fat running backs. He wasn't really fat at all. Fat CJ. Got to a Super Bowl. Fast CJ was Bay. What about what about Lendale White, who just got drafted and Len- said, "I'm just gonna eat." No, Patron. He was just like, "I'm just gonna, I'm going to consume all of my calories for the day." And alcohol via Patron. Oh, I remember when the God. Broncos signed him, and I did a shot of Patron. I was at Knuckleheads. I was like, "Yeah, give me a shot of Patron for my boy Len Whale." <laughs> Bro, um, who else was a big, big dude just running back there? I mean, Jerome Bettis. Oh yeah, Prince Fielder. Yeah, Prince Fielder. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. I'm trying to think of basketball, big fat guys in basketball. Like, I mean, I remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, David, uh, was it David? Not David Cohn. Um, David Cohn, he's like the thinnest white dude. No, um, pitching. What was the pitcher for that was uh, for the Yankees that came to the Red Sox? David Wells. David Wells, thank you. Yeah, yeah. he was pretty fat. CC Sabathia. CC got pretty fat too. Uh, also, Batola Colon, who might be 75 years old, still, still playing, playing baseball, still playing somehow. Goes back to his own country, just starts pitching 95 miles an hour to his own people. <laughs> he's, he's in, still, like, the woods. He's still dunk, right? They're literally playing with rocks and sticks. It's like, holy shit. He could throw that rock a fucking mile. Yeah, and and only comes to light in the last few years that his birth certificate might have been faked. It's like, do you think? I always wondered what was going through David Wells' head. Like, I remember we were watching an uh, interleague game, and David Wells came up, and they're like, all right, just go up and take the walk. And they're like, what do you think is going through David Wells' head right now? And I don't remember who it was. They just started going, H O H O M H, and we all started dying laughing. And then I think he hit the fucking ball. Yeah, he ended up in it, and we were rolling laughing. Dude, we're like, "Holy shit, this is fucking amazing!" Um, the pitcher, uh, not the pitcher. I'm sorry, the golfer, Daly. Oh, John Daly. John yeah, Daly. yeah, John. But see, golf is one of those sports where you can be you a can fat, be guy, fat guy, fat guy, still be, be really good. Yeah, so we shouldn't count golf. Golf because golf's golf's very skilled. Like some of the, like 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 I get. Outdriven by guys half my size you know, on a golf course. It's the it's the weirdest fucking thing. Golf is weird. Like you gotta remember, like it's all when, about swing. Like when I get like when I go out and I play golf and I get mad because I'm not hitting them, you know, like I should be, and like I'm trying to kill the ball and I'm just trying to smoke every shot that I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have to remind myself, like somewhere out there is an 87 year old man who would absolutely fucking dunk on me right now. Yep. So just slow your roll, fat ass. Butterbean. Butterbean, the classic fat athlete. Mm-hmm. He's like the OG fat athlete. Tank Abbott. I was just going to say, him and Tank Abbott. What? Um, who am I thinking of? Um, it escaped me. I lost it. it fat right quarterback. Rest in peace. Oh, Lorenzen. The Pillsbury, Jared Lorenzen. The Pillsbury Throwboy. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, R. Yeah, R. Yeah. in peace, dog. Um, he was awesome. Fucking, uh, he was on, because he was on that 07 team, right? He was backing up Eli. The yeah, 07 year was. was like the yeah. third stringer. But yeah, the Pillsbury Throwboy. That you know, that was a great one. Yeah, he killed it. <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> Big Ben, kinda. Not really. Nice, Pat. <laughs> Big Ben just got lazy. I mean, I remember Fat Ben. Like Fat Ben pictures were always fun. 
You know, it's just like one of, like his, it's, it showed in his face as yeah, he got he older. Like, like, those are great. I mean, obviously, like Charles Bar- Charles Barkley, the round mound to rebound. Mm-hmm. You know, that was he was an OG. But I'm trying to think. I think that was it. I mean, now you've got like these new age fat guys like Zion. I mean, Shaq was like Shaq gained weight as he got older, but he never got fat till he stopped playing. But he no, got oh, no, no. Shaq got fat when he even like had that stint with like the Suns, the Celtics. Yeah, he was fat with the Celtics. Yeah, he's like, he's like put me in for like ten minutes because that's all you're gonna get. I'm gonna dunk this ball in your bitch. God damn it. Hey, I got the footwork, but I ain't got the speed anymore. Um, that, that has to be more. That has to be more. I'm sure there is. I'm sure we're missing. fat outfielders? Fat outfielders. I mean, Manny Ramirez would probably be the fattest outfielder I can No, remember. but he wasn't fat. I know, but that's what I'm saying. He, he was, was sneaky. He was sneaky. He was, he was he svelte. Sneaky thin. He was svelte. Yeah, he wasn't fat by any no, means. No, he just wore baggy everything. Yeah, that's true, too. Man. I'm just remembering the baggy because he wasn't really that fat. Yeah, I don't remember. It was fat outfielders. There was one, and he went for, like, a dive, and he just flopped, and it was, like, raining, and I remember, like, a big splash, and there was like, a huge thing on ESPN for, like, a long time. Remember when ESPN used to be funny? Yeah, it's too much Disney now. Remember when, like, Sports Center used to have fun, like, all of a sudden, like, Linda Cohn would be doing something, and then you just hear somebody out of the back, and they like, show the squirrel! And then, like, the squirrel on the water skis would come out, and yeah. like, yeah, there it goes! And, like, and now it's all, like, political. The water, the water skiing things. squirrel was still one of my favorite spoofs. Because like, we were talking about that this is Sports Center commercials. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about it with my dad and my brother today, and, uh, and he was talking about the Steve Irwin one, and he's like, oi! I'm going to lace up my shoes, and I'm looking death right in its eyes. And it's the Florida Gator mascot. He's like, no baseball player's doing this. And he ch- jumps on him, and he's like, I'll have him subdued in a minute. And they're like, all right, Steve, uh, see you later. And, and, like, we were just dying laughing because those were, like, the glory days of SportsCenter. Back when, like, SportsCenter was, like, it was more SNL than it was, like, sports news. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. You know what I mean? And like, I, I miss, like, Kenny Mayne. And, like, obviously, oh, like, when DP was there with Berman and, like, the OGs and Stu and, like, young Stuart Scott. Like, I'm not sure if it was – I think it was probably you that showed me the Dan Patrick story. Or maybe somebody shared it with me. And Dan Patrick's story about um, how he was traveling back and forth to work. And it was, like, an hour drive each way from where he lived in Connecticut. And he was traveling. And he goes, oh, my contract's coming up. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and his wife said something to him, like, in passing. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, your kids are getting older. Like, our kids are getting older. Like, there's two, three boys that he has. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right. And he just didn't think of that. Like, he just thought about it. He would think on the way to and from work. And he's doing this on the Dan Patrick show, of course. And they said, you know, he goes up to his boss. And his <laughs> boss is like, oh, you know, he, uh, here's the contract we laid out for you, blah, 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 blah. Um, let me know. And he goes, all right. Going back home, I tell my wife, you know, it's X, Y, Z. And she goes, okay. And he goes, her being so nonchalant about it was just – he said, that was a lightning rod point for me. And he goes, the next morning, I, I gave my wife a kiss. We had some contractors coming over. They were doing something on our house. And he said, um, uh, I told he goes, I told my wife, I'm not taking the job. And she goes, okay. That was it. And he drove. He took his hour-long drive. He thought about it the whole way in, never faltered. Walked up to his boss. His boss was like, all right, so you on? Uh, you're signing up? And he just goes, no, I'm going to walk. And his boss didn't think anything of it. He just said, okay, we're going to do this. Th- you're not going to take it? And he's like, nope, I'm not going to take it. Today is like my I guess my last day. And that was it. Yeah. And then the next day he started off calling people and starting up the Dan Patrick show. It was in the, his attic. In his attic, yeah. The DP, and, I was a huge fan of the DP show like when it first, first started. I remember it when it was in the attic. My dad actually turned me on to yeah, it. Yeah, and he said like, you know, and it just he had this moment. He's like, I know people. I can do the job myself. I got some people that know how to do the AV stuff that I don't know how to do. 
And he goes, now I see my kids all the time. Yeah. And he goes, it was a great decision by me. It worked out, luckily. But he goes, you know, sometimes you just got to bet on yourself. And ESPN's and, been in the tank ever since. I know, but that, that goes back to, like, things like that. Like, he probably turned down, guaranteed up front, more money than what he saw in the first few years of doing the Dan Patrick show. Guaranteed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. But, again, he bet on himself because he noticed something was changing at work. He wasn't happy. Things were t- clicking with him. And obviously with his wife saying, like, okay. Like, he must go home and vent and be like, wow, this really sucks. Or I hate this. or I like, And you know what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, eventually, yeah. when your significant other is just like, okay. Right. You know, like, you should have made the, the writing. The writing's yeah. been on the wall for a for while. For quite a while. Yeah, and this has all been coming. And it's just so, like, yep. I mean, and it's so sad to see all of our favorites um, just gone. And then, like, I never turn on ESPN. It never comes on. I, I might throw it on just to see what's on. Mm. But like it's I hard. can't, I can't do like I can't do Skip and Shannon anymore. I no. can't do Stephen A it's anymore. Bad. It's so bad. I, I can't do the talking head shows, you know, during the day. <clears throat> I'm just not. It doesn't interest me because there's there's nothing new. I would much rather listen to three hours of Adam Shine on Sirius XM or three hours of the Pat McAfee show or Mad Dog yep. or or a plethora of shows on the NFL network on radio than I would rather on watching on, on the, on the TV because the TV's there for, you know, it's, it's orchestrated. It's entertainment. It's yes. there to be. The only thing I like is, uh, is SVP at night when Scott Van Pelt just runs through the highlights, just like he always used to. And, and that's it. And Can't even, it. even then I'm like, I only do it to catch up it's and just to see. It's indifferent to me. And yeah. Then, like when I watch it, I'm like, I could do this myself on online in less time. That's the problem. That's it. Twitter is completely. Twitter, made. social media, Facebook apps. It's, it's all made. It's made TV obsolete. Yeah, but like, and nothing against Scott Van Pelt. I loved him when he was on, but he's just not doing it. Maybe they don't allow him to be himself more. Well, I think that's the problem too. And ESPN, and there's we, no personalities, we, right? And, and the and personalities it, they do have are all political driven. And I, like, yeah, I watch entertainment to get away from that stuff. You saw it start heavily in like 2014, 2015. Yeah, I know Pat mentioned it too, like the Jameel Hill. Oh, Jameel Hill's awful. Yeah, like she's awful. I've never seen anybody get paid more to do less than Jameel Hill. Like she is the epitome of falling up. Well, I mean, right now she works for the Atlantic, and she's like doing what? Just being. I'm. I'm I mean, just besides gonna say, being awful, I'm gonna say it. Crazy racist. She is. Oh, by yeah, definition, absolutely. an absolute racist person. Of course she is. 100%. She was she was when she was at ESPN, which is why she got fired. That. It's crazy to say that. But they paid her $6 million, and they kicked her off the air. They're like, bye, get out of here. I just I don't understand how like people like her can have a job and be straight-faced about it. And she's like, she's like, no, this this is actually fact. And it's like, no, it's not. It's right. incredibly and it, awful and it, it, of you it, to it, say this. It, it starts to make you wonder, like, at what point do you start to believe your own bullshit? Because, like, I can see, like, I think we talked about it last week on the show. Where it's like, okay, like, what if Jamil Hill is saying these things because, you know, like, oh, until Spotify pays a podcast, a black podcast, yes, hundred million, yes, 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 then they're they're not about equality or or whatever. It's like, okay, like, you know, equality of outcome and equality of opportunity are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. But what if she's just doing it because she knows Spotify can throw hundred million dollars at a black podcaster and not even bat an eye? Of course. But how are they gonna? How are we gonna get them to do that? Let's call them racist until they do. Maybe that'll work. And it does almost every fucking time. It works. And it's like, okay, maybe... So maybe she, there's a method to the madness there. Maybe yeah. she's not just... Yeah. Maybe this is just kind of a thing she's doing to be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's make some fucking money. Like, mm-hmm. this is one way to do it. Mm-hmm. 
But at what point do you start to believe your own hype and believe the things that you're selling? You know what I mean? Because that's a dangerous, that's a slippery slope. And you see it happen with a lot of people. They're like, no, 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 I'm just in this for the money. And then all of a sudden they actually believe what they're selling. Now now all of a sudden they're like, they've turned into the thing that they said they weren't. And you're now you've you've gone down a rabbit hole and you ain't coming out. Oh, it's the old Batman quote. Yeah. Don't make me say it. I, I got Batman on the brain until this weekend. <laughs> but, uh... But, no, it's, uh, it's ESPN's long since died and, and has been dead and it's... You know, people like us were the ones propping it up. Oh, my wife just joined. Oh, my God, we she's were in, awake. When we were in the, uh, nice, hi, Kay. Uh, when we were in the, we were in our 20s and in, in, in late teens and early 20s and college and everything else, like ESPN was all that was on your TV. Mm. You're up walking around the house, you're doing, you know, you're studying for a midterm, ESPN's on. You know, you're doing homework, all ESPN's the time. on. I left ESPN on for hours. <clears throat> Background noise, I would catch a few things, I'd be like, wow, that was an incredible hit. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, that was an incredible play. Now, never, never, ever. No. Don't care, and and a lot of the, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that they, it's just, it's not as entertaining as it used to be. Right. You know, not it's, at all. It's not funny. It's not amusing. It's not. You know, my favorite. This is Sports Center commercial. Was the New Jersey Devil, and he gets in the uh, he's in the elevator, and I, I don't know. I wasn't Steve Levy. It was um, it was the other guy, and he gets in. He goes going going up, and the devil just goes like this. And he just turns around, doesn't about with Grandpa Simpson, and just walks back out yep. of the elevator, like, or the one with the yeah, the, the 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 penguin, and the in the New Jersey Devil, and they're fighting over the thermostat, yeah, and they keep coming and like playing with it, and they're like, yo, who is playing? They with keep the coming off off screen, yeah, down up and out. Like, there was so much of that, and those were all like such legendary classic commercials, and 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 the set, like like I said, the main event, you know, you had all these funny Stuart Scott, you know, like you had yeah. T J and Tom, like. Ovechkin, oh, yeah, as a, TJ and- Ovechkin as a rookie stealing uh, plans to send back to Mother Russia. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. I mean, right? Like, he's still playing, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. Whenever that was, like, 04, he got drafted. That was a long time ago. I was in college when he got drafted. Dude, fucking like. hockey players never die. He has no, no, he has no team I know, now. Right? Like, somehow, like, fucking, uh, what's his name? Char is still playing. He's just like, I'm seven foot ten. Char just goes out there and, and waves a giant people. stick. And that's it. Yeah, but he's still playing, though. He beat some guy up and then apologized immediately after the fight. Yeah. That was hilarious. Sorry. He's like, nothing personal. I don't know why we're making him like Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) Nothing personal. You die, you die. If he dies, he dies. Crazy stuff. Not Again, nothing about the war, but crazy videos out there of like just absolute madness shit happening in Ukraine. Yeah, be very careful of what you're watching and what you're sharing online too. Yeah. There is a lot. And I I made a uh, a PSA yesterday. (laughs) The one I commented on. Yeah. It was perfect. I thought my response was pretty well was pretty well placed too. Um, Person didn't didn't respond. Like, no, never does. Never, never usually doesn't. But uh, no, there's so much fake shit out there now, and like people don't realize like that you can you can do Photoshop with videos now, like really easily. Yeah, you can do deep fakes. It's called deep yeah. Fakes. Well, deep fakes in mean, South Park. The guys who did South Trey and Matt did a whole deep fake thing called Sassy Justice with Fred Sassy. And it was just all people's faces with like dubbed over voices, and like you couldn't really tell that it wasn't the real person talking. Like, I mean, some of the shit is real. Like some of the, some like, of them, like them bombing the, this, uh, the embassy today. Yeah, whatever the uh, the civilian center that they hit today with the missile. That was crazy. That was seeing the missile come in and like blow up, and like every window got shattered, and like half the bis- the building go missing. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. War is a rough thing to watch. And then um, I said, did I send you the stat of like? Uh, vehicles and things lost by Russia since since invading, and they had lost I don't know 548 armored vehicles. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you misplace those? No, they lost them. I know, I, yeah, just... I know what you mean, but it was just like, 
it's you started the war. How did you go? I already lose all this, and then you have the rumors of the ghost of Kiev guy. That know, was that fake. The, that cool the, story. The sunflower seed grandmother fake. I don't know. Um, sunflower seed grandmother. I don't know. She what that was is. handing like sunflower seeds like to Russian troops. Was like, oh, put this in your front pocket so that when you die, and your body lays in the dirt in the spring, a sunflower will sprout from your dead body. And he was like, oh, that's gangster. And I'm like, yeah, that's... I didn't see that one. It's fake as shit, bro. Like, it's like a fucking wives' tale. Like, I, I've been seeing all the videos of, like, the, the bombs, explosions. And yeah, there was a, those are... And even those, I don't know. Like, I mean, I saw... There was a picture, like, they showed of, like, a woman with, like, a bloody face or something like that. And it was, like... It was a gas explosion from, like, 2014. No, see, some of the, I haven't seen all, all that stuff, but... I, I, a, I'm just saying, there's, there's a lot of misinformation out there, which is weird because, like, usually Facebook's fact-checkers are all over that. Um, it's weird. I wonder why they're not all over this one. It's kind of kind of strange. Um, no, Facebook doesn't have fact-checkers. They, they admitted that. <clears throat> they have no fact-checkers. Oh, that's true. They don't. They just have people that just... Ad- Zuckerberg admitted that in Congress, they have zero fact-checkers. Yeah, they're, they're opinion-formers is what they are. Sure. Um... But last thing I want to talk about real quick before we get up out of here, Sean, is uh, we'll, we'll just we, we there's not much to talk about, so we'll just we'll we'll just put our uh, weird, put our odds, weird time in sports put our odds on it. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is going to make a decision. We were hoping by tonight's show because that would have been absolutely fantastic if he had come down with that uh, and given us just you know basically it would have been either me crying for an hour, and then okay, how do we get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? Or me celebrating, going, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is not returning to the Packers, and that, all right, what are the Broncos going to do to get him? How do we get? How do we get the MVP? How do we get him another Super Bowl? Uh, that didn't happen, but uh, there's a lot going on in Green Bay. Green Bay is doing a lot of cla- uh, cap clearing, which people keep saying they're like, oh, oh, look, they're clearing their cap. They're getting rid of. They're making room. They're making room for Rodgers. Not exactly. They were $48 million over the cap at the end of the season. Uh, they got to get under that before they can do anything. Uh, so they were going to have to do this anyway. Is it for Rodgers? Yes, partially, because that's who they're going to try to keep. Uh, who also wants a raise, too, if he stays with the Packers. Do you, So that $50 million a year thing keeps getting thrown out there a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I made a I, – I thought – I forget who I was talking to today, and uh, but I made this point. I said, you know, fifty million a year right now sounds like a shit ton of money, but when that new TV deal hits next year and that cap goes up, fifty million a year is going to sound pretty bargaining. And right now, it's all pretty about bargaining. Inflating egos. They want all. Everybody wants to be the highest paid guy at their position, especially Rogers. I mean, four time MVP. He does. Not, I'm it. not saying again. I'm not making the Kyler Murray argument for Rogers. If anybody, I'm, I can make a case right. for Rogers over everybody else. It's not Kyler Murray. No. So that being said, where do, where do you uh, what are you leaning on here with the Aaron Rodgers thing? Do you think he stays in Green Bay? Do you think he's he, he's out? I've been, I've been dreading it since last <clears throat> offseason, where when he came back and they gave him the Brady deal of we'll give you one year, and at the end we can reevaluate and trade you if you want, and blah, 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 blah. They gave him the Brady deal the Patriots gave him, Mm -hmm. and I said, he's gone. No one goes out and makes that deal and then says, you know what, I do love it here. Unless he tells them that you're going to do this, 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 and this, and he's going to hold them by the balls until they do it, then that's the only way he stays. But I'm 100% – he's out. He's leaving Green Bay. To what team I don't know. I've always said the Broncos for for over a mm-hmm. year now. I've said the Broncos. I'm positive he's leaving, and it's to the Broncos. Right that's, now, that's my thought. 
right now I'm leaning I'm leaning a little heavier towards he stays than I was say a week and a half ago. Okay. Or or a show ago. Um I think the longer this drags out, the better chance Green Bay has of retaining him. I'm not 100% sold that he's going to stay in Green Bay. I still think it's it's like 55-45 he leaves. But that was like 75-25, 80-20 for me, you know, if you ask me the night uh, the day after they uh they lost to the Niners, it was 90-10, he's gone. Right. So as this is draw, dragged out a little bit, I think there's a better chance the Packers retain him. I still think he leaves. Uh, I still think he's going to end up in Denver. Right now, I think Vegas has the uh, the two odds-on favorites to land him at fi- as, uh, plus 150 was Philly and Denver. Um, Philly because they have, I think they have three first-round picks this year. Jesus. Uh, they, they've got a ton of, they have a ton of picks. Philly apparently was going hard after Russell Wilson. So, right. And they, Philly can move, can move, can give up a lot of capital. Um, they probably would for Russell. Yes, Pat, they did. They brought back, um, what was the quarterback's coach? They just brought back, uh, God damn it. The Packers? Yeah. No idea. Um, it was his Packers, it was his, uh, his quarterback's coach back in 2010 when he won the, uh, I don't remember. When he won the, when they won the Super Bowl. Tom Clements. Oh, um, Clemens is yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, Tom Clemens. So that was – they brought him back in order to try to keep – you know, because that Aaron wanted him back. But Aaron loves Nathaniel Hackett. He loves Tom Witten uh, or Uten, Houghton. Houghton. I'm, I'm telling you, it just, it just seems like this has all been a setup to go to Denver for a long time coming now. For over a year. Yeah, it, it, it really shows <clears> that like, all signs point to him absolutely le- – in my mind, he's absolutely leaving. If he stays, I will be shocked. Okay. I mean, I, I – like I said, four weeks ago, I would have I would have said the same thing. As this is drawn out, I still I think there's a growing chance that Green Bay can keep him. But when you start looking at bringing back quarterbacks coach from, you know, uh, you know your your ex quarterbacks coach from from eleven years ago, twelve, and that's like twelve years ago. That's your that's like that's your ace in the hole. That's what you uh, that's what you that's breaking out the big guns. Like that doesn't seem like enough to me. And, and you're essentially saying, hey, we're going to spend all of our possible cap on you and Adams because you want Adams to stay here as well. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna make it a lot harder to but keep that don't team competitive. Think, yeah, don't think we can keep any or add any other defensive players. You kind of you kind of got to deal with what we got to deal with. I hope he leaves just for the simple fact. And he, let's say he doesn't go to Denver. Say he ends up in Pittsburgh. Or Indy, you know, or I, I, he shouldn't go to replace somebody that's been like a legacy guy. That's why he's not going to Tampa. He's not going to go replace Brady. Yeah, he's but not Brady's going legacy to, is going to always be in New England. Brady's, I know, he's I all, know, you know, the, the the Tampa thing's going to be like a it's a fling kind of. You know, it's not even not even like what Peyton had in Denver. You know, it's not even that much, right? You know, because Peyton, when Peyton was in Denver, Peyton had four solid years in Denver, set some records, went to two Super Bowls. You know, like there was a there was a longer period of time there. So you could say, like, yeah, obviously Peyton's legacy was built in Indy, but his Denver legacy, you could argue, those four years in Denver were the best of his career. Yeah, of course. He had two Super Bowl careers. You know, statistically and and success-wise. Um, I just, I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm all in the Broncos. I think he's definitely leaving. But I think Rodgers is not going to be, if it's not Denver, it's definitely not the Steelers in my mind. It's definitely not Tampa. I think... Indy has an outside shot if they make their... Because apparently the Packers have a few offers from teams. A few. Right. 
So, which makes the most sense, which is why I think Denver makes the most sense. Because yes, Philly could give up a boatload of picks, but what Aaron Rodgers? But the thing is, is that Rodgers and the Packers both have to like the deal, and like like Aaron Rodgers has to like the destination, and the Packers have to like the deal. This has to work on all sides for it to for things to for him to pull the trigger on it. You can't. I mean, I like Philly's roster. I like what they're doing over there, and I think that yes, they will be a good team in in another year or two, maybe sooner if they got Aaron Rodgers. But I can't look at Aaron Rodgers and look at Philly and have, have him be like, that's it. That's where I want to go. Yeah. Plus, I don't think Green Bay wants him in the NFC. They do not. So that would eliminate them. Next, would you know, and then you've got Denver with the equal odds. You've got the draft capital. You know, do you, have to give up? Do, you have, do you have to give up Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton to make that deal done? I've heard Bradley Chubb and Justin Simmons' names floated out there. I'd be okay with letting Chubb go. I mean, Chubb's a, a lot hurt now. So Chubb would be Chubb would be uh, would would be my guy if we had to throw a player in. That'd be who I would want to throw in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely not want to lose Simmons, and I would like to keep that receiver core intact with Sutton, Judy, you know, KJ Hamler coming yeah, back, Tim Fon- Patrick, Fant. Is it Fant or Fon? Fant, and then okay. Javante Williams toting the rock behind that offensive line. I think that's going to be a stellar offense. If Aaron Rodgers goes there, I think that's that's your number one offense in the league next year. I mean, it's it's hard to compete. I mean, that's but, a, a, I kept saying it for years now. I'm like, God damn, like that draft when they just drafted all like my favorite wide receivers, and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, that's a stacked wide receiver class you have there, just a pure talent, and you, all you need is a quarterback, and that's all and you've been missing. Not for nothing, but George Patton is, is not – he's not sitting on his hands. Yeah. You know, he's not like just going all in on Aaron Rodgers, and if that doesn't work out, that's it. There's going to be other options. Worst case scenario, they got to roll with Drew Locke for one more year. Or, this is going to be Joey. Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay. This is Joey picking up law books. Where are we in Deshaun Watson? Yeah. I think, Miss, Mr. Lawyer, Judge Sir, you become uh, the my cousin Vinny of, of information being like, well, technically, according to this here law book, then he did nothing wrong. It has posi track. <laughs> um, yeah, Mitch Trubisky is another one. I, I, I don't, dude. What the fuck was listen, this Mitch Trubisky? Shit? I I would not hate. I would not hate it if if Mitch Trubisky ended up in Denver competing for a starting job. If we can't get any one of the big three, Russ Watson, A Rod, say those three come off the board. And this doesn't this this is uh, this applies to anybody else. This applies to. Indianapolis, who's looking for who could be looking for a quarterback here, is uh, Trubisky goes. He, he learns under Josh Allen. He he has a year, you know, gets schooled up there in Buffalo, and then he goes to a place like what, what did he learn to Josh Allen? How to play the game. You mean how to be a how to be a pro? You mean how to how to improve? Fucking how to, run? How to and get how, destroyed? How to go? Well, no, he you you learn how to go from being a guy that just relies completely on his physical abilities, which is what Trubisky did, to a guy that learns how to learns how to play quarterback, right? Like, there's a difference. Like, we often joke a lot of the times, like, you know, okay, I can pick up that guitar on the wall behind you, and I can play you a few songs, but I'm not a guitarist, mm-hmm. okay? Mitch Trubisky could go out there, and he could win you a few games, but he wasn't a quarterback. Mm-mm. Now you learn how to become a quarterback or a guitarist. Now you can play the instrument. Now you can play the game. It's a little different. He needed, I think Trubisky needed that year on the bench with no pressure, no eyes on him, no like just nothing, just being able to focus on himself and work. I actually like this. I think I said this a couple of months ago that Trubisky was going to be a guy that you're going to have to keep an eye on this offseason. 
I know you did say that, but I, I don't know. I can't picture kissing titties, Mitch Trubisky, as like a serious person. Kissing titties. Yeah, and then the the GM. For I Buffalo. noticed you're enticed by my daughter's awesome rocking tits. Yeah, and then the the GM of Buffalo came out and said it today. He's like, "Oh man, I would love if my daughter married a guy like Mitch Trubisky." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, okay, that's uh. I'm it's, like, it's a little weird, but all right. You come do you. on, man. I'm like. Like, I get it. You're trying to promote, like, a talent and an asset so you can get some kind of compensatory pick back, but pump the brakes, man. Like, there was a reason why Chicago wanted to jettison this man out of the team, like, to get but Chicago else is, Chicago is a, is a terrible franchise right now. They're I not know. good. And, and not for nothing, but I really hope, if for nothing else, Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers just so the Packers can get exposed for being the terrible franchise they are, too. What if you went to, the, what if you went to Chicago? Dude. He went from the city that he says he owns to actually physically owning this. They give him a key to the city. They're like, you're here. They're like, hey, since you already own us, here's the keys. They, apparently, they already hate Justin Fields. I mean, wouldn't you? I guess. I wouldn't have. I, I wanted him. I was like, man, he's I mean, talented. He's talented, but yeah, they like, say thing with Trey Lance. You know, Trey Lance is going to get thrust into the spotlight here real quick because you know, Jimmy G's having so- shoulder surgery. No, and- Jimmy G's all done. He, he, he's, he, his only request is that he goes to a contending team. No, 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 I know, but he's going to have surgery on his shoulder now. I know. Which he's he's going, out until the summertime. Jimmy's going to Tampa. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. That would, I would die laughing. It's going to happen. It's going to be funny. I, I, I can feel it in my bones that he's going to Tampa. I can feel it in my bones. And then Bruce I can, Arians. I can feel it in my bones. And then Bruce. Yeah, oh, I love that skit. <laughs> um, uh, Bruce Arians is going to come out and be like, yeah, we got Jimmy. Of course we did. And like, he's, he's been in the Super Bowl twice in the last blah, 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 blah. And Bruce Arians biggest blowhard piece of shit. Coming full circle back to the first statement of the show. Right. And there we go. And you know what? That sounds like a great spot to end it, Sean. Yeah. Goddamn Brucearians. Great show tonight, bud. Thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you all Always for listening. Good. Thank you for everybody who called in. Thank you for everybody who uh, chimed in in the chat room. Uh, make sure you give us a like and a share. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. right here on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. Peace out. Uh, hopefully we'll have a full house next week. Lizzie will be back. He's uh, a little under the weather tonight, so. He didn't want to. Uh, he has diarrhea. He didn't want to. He might. He I might. have no idea. I just made that up. I had. Uh, I had. I had. Remember when I used to? I made the habit of going to Buffalo Wild Wings every day for lunch. Before oh yeah, the yeah, show. yeah. And I had to get up, stupid. And I had to get up in the middle of the show and bolt to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did that. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings today for lunch, and um, you made it. luckily the show starts about a half hour to an hour later than it used to. Yep. And uh, everything worked out great. Oh, P.S. I won't be here in two weeks. I'm on vacation. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good. Good for you. I, forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be here in two weeks. Oh, right. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. Um, no, no big deal. No big deal. We'll uh, we'll, we'll make do. We it's always... a dead time. It will be, because that'll be... Well, like, free, be... free agency will open. Oh, am I going to miss free agency? No, free agency doesn't open until what day is you on vacation? March 13th. Ooh. I think I'm missing free... I think I'm going to be in Florida. I think you do. <sighs> I think you do. No, uh, is it... Yeah, March 16th. I'm in Florida. It starts... March 16th, which is a Wednesday. So it'll start midnight. So you'll be back the 22nd. Yeah, the following. The following week. So, yeah, the oh, 16th. Yeah, okay. So we won't be on the air anyway for yeah, the start yeah, of free agency. Yeah. Well, it'll technically be at like in 20 minutes when we get off, an hour and 20 minutes when we get off Dude, the show. Dude, I remember because last year I was here and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to sign this guy because they opened it up like two hours before. Yeah. Open it up. Open it up. I know, as if we don't already know. And all of a sudden they were just like, that was like, last year was the crazy year. And I was just like, the Patriots already signed 15 people. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going well, on? Holy shit. That, that was it. That was, 
that was probably the most fun I've ever had in an offseason. I was like, every time I look at my phone, the Patriots have now signed Matthew Judah. I'm like, what? That was the most fun that we that, that was the most fun that I'd had since uh, 2014 when the Patriots and the Broncos had that like weapons raised, that yes, arms raised. It was like the U.S. versus it was Russia. Like, Talib, Browning, Revis. Revis. And you're like, you know, TJ Ward, Demarcus Ware. And you're just like, no, like, holy shit. Oh my God. It just never ended. <laughs> it was awesome. That was fucking fantastic. And then but, uh, I, last year, I'm like sweating at my phone. I'm like, oh my God. We signed Janu, Matthew Judon, uh, God Chow. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is a lot already. I'm like, this probably end it. All of a sudden, Hunter Henry. Jalen Mills, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what we're signing every free agent? It's like, stop! My penis can only get so erect. My erect. God, I, I, that that does not happen this year. We signed nobody this year. I'm already calling it. We signed nobody. I mean, you're not gonna find a ton. I think. Well, I think if you trade for Ridley, that that's it. Be your big one. That's it. That that'll be it. That's well, Bill. I wouldn't count out try signing Godwin. Belichick's, Belichick's gonna just, trade for Ridley. And Belichick's gonna be the guy that walks in the store with his hands in his pocket. Walks by electronics and says, how much is that PS6? PS6. PS5? No, I'm going to pass. And just walks right out of the store, <laughs> back to his guy, and drives away. So what, you're saying Bill Belichick's a guy, he's going to look at something he can absolutely afford and say no? Yeah, he's a window shopper. Yeah, he's a window shopper. <laughs> Look at the things you can't buy. That's Classic. not the words, but Classic close. 50. <laughs> All right, Sean, till next week. Thank you, everybody, right. for uh, joining us tonight. Love you guys. We'll see you next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. right here at Row 1, State 1. I am Joey Fats for Mr. Betancourt. Peace.